Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a chill Netflix podcast. I'm your <laughs> Captain Tyler, and my Nakama yeah. joining me this week are Jason. Surprise, shithead! <laughs> Melissa. Where was the dancing lion? Dave. Is it lunchtime? Theo. <laughs> Somebody escaped my tank of dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us again is Kev D.O.G. And everybody will love me. I was going to say the dancing lion quote, and I was like, Damn. Oh, no. Yeah, that, was, Damn that was the one I was going to do. Sniped. Yeah, I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so elated to talk about my man, Buggy, and to talk to you all once again. I should have gone with my secondary. This Shanks guy sounds all right. <laughs> I have some concerns. <laughs> uh, so continuing on from last week, we're going to keep discussing the new Netflix series of One Piece, the live-action interpretation of the famously ongoing manga, while we wait for that manga to famously on-go. famously ongoing which is not currently ongoing sometimes it it takes more frequent breaks than usual yeah it's for the best yeah just wait for the three week breaks it's 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 such a fun time guys it's It's okay you're just letting it marinate yeah luckily i forget so even when it is coming out weekly i will go two or three weeks without remembering to check Yeah, Did you know that fine. the word marinate comes from the the phrase to dip in the sea? Oh. I didn't. Mare. Wow. Mare, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes and sense there. Marinades sense. are usually salty. Yeah. This is true. They are. Just like One Piece fans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys ever do that with melons? Marinate Marinated them? melons? No, you like dip them in the sea. Oh, I'm never I near a sea. But... Yeah, I, I don't frequent the sea, unfortunately. I've yeah, never heard that. Like, I don't know. That was just a thing we would do on vacation. We'd like get a melon and take the little melon slice and dip it in the ocean so it's salty sweet. Get a little that salty is sweet. That is fascinating. Is that like why people put the mustard on the melon? Is that like the same? That kind I've, of I've heard of? never heard of that. I thought putting mustard on apples was just a weird fucking thing I discovered. <laughs> oh Being a weirdo in elementary school mixing food together. I know um, I've seen tahini and taco seasoning on melons before. Yes. Mm. Get that sweet heat. Seen that. I have an, and I'm a big fan of watermelon with feta. Mm. That sounds good. Okay, I have to confess and get this off myself. I lied to make myself sound more normal. I didn't. I didn't discover mustard on apples as a kid. I I discovered it as an adult working as a camp counselor. <laughs> that was normal. You're among friends here. Yes. That was normal. Wait, like, that's just a thing people do. The mustard on apples. No, that's a weird thing. I. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, we had themed lunches and it was caveman lunch. And so I was just, like, stabbing things with a fork and, like, being, oh, what is this sauce? <laughs> I put it on the food. And then it was like, oh, shit, this is, this is this delicious. Hang on, wait a actually, minute. Actually culinary genius. <laughs> it's like the ratatouille <laughs> scene with the, the berry and the cheese. <laughs> just dancing uh, notes in your mind. Yeah. Oh, shit, this has given me an uh, idea for, like, a little Zosan fanfic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> As with last week, we are going to discuss episode 102 on its own merits just take it as a tv show and then at the end of the episode we'll have a little section to talk about spoilers of the series in full if need be tyler you know you can't just call it episode 102 because someday there is going to be an episode (laughs) 102 102. yeah 
Mm-hmm. That'll be mm-hmm. that'll be ten oh two. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But there yeah. Melissa, there may also be a thousand and two. <laughs> that's a hundred oh two. Can't get those production codes. Well, that's a problem for Tyler Jr. the robot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll let him sort it out. <laughs> uh, so how about we hop into the episode? Yeah. Please. Season one, episode two, is titled The Man in the Straw Hat. That's <laughs> Luffy. And Shanks. There's so many people. I like that the um just the, the summary for this episode says after securing a map to the Grand Line, Luffy, Nami, and Zoro are taken hostage by a no nonsense clown. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an incredible oh statement. God. Yeah. Uh, that I, is I a way to describe no the genius jester. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. The was it the flashy fool? Yeah, the flashy fool. Flashy fool. Who is calling Buggy those things at this point in time? <laughs> right. He him. is him. Yeah. 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 says it to him. <laughs> uh, we start in the past, though, with young Luffy practicing his gum gum pistol and busting up Makoto's bar. I I tried to find Easter eggs on the liquor bottles and didn't really find anything. It came very up short. Exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the distilleries in Logtown. Oh, I, I love the scene because he breaks this chair and then immediately when Shag shows up he's like oh look what I can do after uh, Makino's like don't break any more furniture just immediately what did I tell you yeah it's, it was really I... uh, the, the, the child actors in the show just in general I think are shockingly good you know, oh like, yeah they're phenomenal like, Kid Luffy's terrible. genius yeah yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to talk about episode four. Kid actors. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, no mahjong tiles this time at the bar. They they cleaned up. They cleaned up their, yeah. their three mahjong tiles each. Yeah, yeah. Their game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. My uh, my note for this scene was just bless Makino. <laughs> she's yeah. trying her best. She's yeah. so tired. Dropping she's some so more. She's on the most tired fruits. woman on earth. <laughs> I bet. Having to feed pirates and Luffy. Uh, I want to make like a, a quick storytelling note. Um, how, how I know we're saving like spoilers stuff for the end. How mm-hmm. do we feel? What are we do, uh, doing in terms of like comparing to how the story is told in like the anime slash manga? I think that's fine as long as that's, it's still yeah. within like the scope of what's accomplished in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, one thing I've really enjoyed watching it is seeing how like the show writers and runners were able to like move the chess pieces of themes around mm-hmm. to like take out some things but still accomplish what they did thematically yes um this episode especially yeah oh yeah so like but part of like the whole um this is shell's town right uh yeah. windmill village no, it's is orange town. Home. yeah but like the the buggy arc oh that yeah that's that's orange town yeah orange town yes shell's town oh, was the marine base orange orange yeah. like the nose indeed gotcha. <laughs> Shellstown <laughs> was um, axe hand. Oh, because mm-hmm. bullets in the guns of the Marines. Shells. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Helpful yeah, mnemonics. Mnemonic devices. <laughs> yeah. I ate the mnemonic mnemonic fruit. Um, Whoa. Uh. <laughs> so in in the manga and anime, bu- the whole buggy arc is sort of communicating what the idea of treasure is going to be in, in the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think... This episode still does that amazingly, um, and we'll get into like how that has changed for Buggy. 
Um, but it's it's set up here with Luffy saying the line, all I know is the gum gum fruit is worth more than all of Shanks' treasure and I ate it. So that makes me worth more. And I, I just, I think it's so fucking smart to be like, ah, here's the really smart way to say, look, treasure <laughs> is not money. Treasure is the thing that matters the to you. The things that you value. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. for the good guys, is people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, I like how, so you know how we've, we've been at this for a bit, and you know how you hear the, like, words like devil fruit so often that uh-huh. they kind uh-huh. of lose meaning? I yeah. feel like Makino kind of gives some of that meaning back in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like, it's like, ah, the devil fruits there. It, it sounds different when it's framed like this, because it's like a, like, like a sea shanty-ish folklore oral history like the devil's whirlpool is just south right. of that co- yeah. cave oh um, absolutely especially to people is. who never leave their tiny island in the east blue yeah right yeah. right like that actually makes it you know kind of noteworthy that she is that worldly and yeah. knows these things yeah 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 i mean they yeah, hang really. out, like, i guess they hang out with with shanks so <laughs> oh that's uh, true. she does she definitely hangs out with shanks she does <laughs> but um but, wink, but, wink. yes but still. <laughs> uh, Shanks arrives to collect some supplies for the ship and to break some hard news to Luffy. The pirates are not going to be returning to this island after their next voyage. No. Lucky Roo spills the beans. <laughs> uh, also, Lucky Roo is very cute. Lucky mm-hmm. Roo's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in present day, Nami diligently works away at the safe's locks to get the map of the Grand Line. And Luffy helps. <laughs> I just I love this brother sister dynamic. Yes, that is like instantly established between Luffy and Nami. Indeed, it's so good. Yeah, it's, and, and I'm very Luffy happy you said pu- that. Putting <laughs> his head on Nami like that and just having no concept of personal space. Like, <laughs> Everyone's yeah. favorite I, redraw sure... panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw I just... a lot of fan art of this one. Yeah, I'm sure it exists in the manga, but like it, for me, like I feel like I'm familiar with that through like this is fan fiction Luffy, and I love it. <laughs> also, Nami's nails are impeccable, glossy. Yeah. She got that Girl, clear. How coat. you're in the salty sea air? <laughs> she found some clear coat on the open seas. <laughs> oh my! Uh, Nami shoves him away, knocking his hat off his head, which nearly flies overboard. And suddenly Luffy is very no-nonsense, warning her never to mess with his hat again. Yeah, Not, not cool. cool. That was not cool. Was Meanwhile, cool. Zoro naps. Oh, God. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> That's his, his, him napping is so good, and I just, I love just every, all of McKinney's line deliveries, but this yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> that deadpan delivery of, don't like what you see? Look away. <laughs> Look away. <laughs> I just... <laughs> It's a good attitude. Uh, After finally cracking the safe and peeking at the map inside, Nami decides to give the boys a much-needed geography lesson. Yes! And she proceeds to explain the geography of the One Piece world better than the actual manga ever has. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because the manga sectioned it off slowly over time, when this is much more helpful. I mean, that's that's part of it, but even when Oda does just straight up explain it. It, it it never it never came together at least not to my mind 
he, this is even the, the the SVS where someone was basically saying like how how does geography work in the One Piece world? I'm so confused, and he said, "I'm sorry for drawing such an unhelpful manga." Yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite thing Oda's ever That's... said. <laughs> it's so funny given how truly life changing this manga has been for so many people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The world of One Piece is divided into four quadrants by a giant X that covers the circumference of the globe. An X, you say? Yes. <laughs> One of Mother the lines of this X... <laughs> it's been two years! <laughs> uh, One of the lines of this X is the Red Line, a bizarre ring-like landmass that circles the entire globe. And the other line is the Grand Line, a treacherous sea route. Their intersection point creates four distinct seas for the world. North Blue, South Blue, West Blue, and East Blue, the latter of which is where our heroes reside. East Blue, Beast Blue! (laughs) (laughs) As they say. Don't don't worry about it being bizarre. This is is a manga. Things are exaggerated. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Just some magical realism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, Zoro asks what the heck the One Piece even is, because he's defeated many a pirate that was looking for it. So he's heard tell of it. He's, he's just like, is it a big diamond or something? <laughs> Again, with the, like, we are we are being explicit about here is what treasure is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It is not a big diamond. <laughs> mm-hmm. pa- pa- parentheses, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. I really, I really enjoyed Zoro saying that, because I feel like and this is not a spoiler, but like throughout the main series, he seems rather uninvested in what the yeah. One Piece actually is. Right. So him yeah. saying it like at the start, just being very upfront about it. It's good not to know that he I... knows about it at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, would... Exactly. But it was also a good like uh, viewer surrogate moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Because mm, Luffy sure. obviously knows what it is, but yeah. Zoro, he's probably like, well, what is the name of the show? Like, what is, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Great to have someone ask the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be extremely funny if in the original manga we get to the very end <laughs> and he's like, that's what we were looking for? <laughs> I was trying to be good at swords. Uh, Luffy explains that it is the name for Gold Roger's fortune that he left behind, all in one piece. But Nami is convinced it's a myth, or someone would have found it in the last 22 years. Luffy can't wait to see the look on her face when they find it together. Me too, Luffy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I want to give I... a huge uh, shout to four kids, obviously. Yeah. Because they, they're the ones who coined it. I left yeah. it all there in one piece, you know. And I'm going to be honest. Really a, a four kids original? That was in was, the, yeah. their version of the Gold intro. Roger's speech at the beginning. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah, wait, like, so... I'm going to be honest. That's probably the coolest explanation I can think of. Like. It could mean something else, obviously, but like to, it, when you hear about it in like a normal, like everything is there in one piece, like <laughs> it just it just makes too much sense, you know. Yeah. So I'm happy they. I know it's obviously not like word for word, but yeah. I'm like, oh, that that would get you intrigued, you know. It's not just a diamond; it could be like billions of diamonds, you know. Wait, what? But that what would is be it? Billions wait, 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 of pieces. Wait, I didn't know that. True. What What is it in Japanese then? He just says that he left everything in the world in that place. Oh. So the manga should be titled That Place. Right. <laughs> he never says the words One Piece. The, the name yeah. of the treasure is developed by everyone else that goes looking for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that four is kids, fascinating. Yeah, four yeah. kids included a line to bridge the gap between those two ideas. Okay. I had never I heard I, that. And so I, I, when think, I, yeah, heard I think it, I thought it was more explicit than that. Yeah. Yeah, same. When I, when I heard it here, it was like, 
Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. One Piece. <laughs> One Piece. <laughs> also, it's it's very funny to me to learn that One Piece and Attack on Titan have a specific translation error related to the title of exactly the same type. Really? Oh, really? I yes. don't necessarily think it's an error. I think no, it, was, I, it was intentionally omitted. Yeah, but but like the 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 involvement of four kids complicates it. Indeed, <laughs> is what, is what yeah, I mean. Like, four ki- like everything, four kids, four kids, kids like... touches. Four kids is like you know when you're like cooking dinner, like four kids. The way Oda cooks it is like a long, like deep soup. You know, you'll just wait. You'll get there. All the, you know, it's good, good soup, of course. Oh, yeah, four subtle kids, flavors. It, you get yeah, all the, the intricacies. Yeah. You know, four kids put it in an easy bake oven and was like one piece. <laughs> but like that <laughs> one piece hit. Four kids made sure that all of the ingredients rhymed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. Does that mean that they taste good together? No, but it looks nice on a piece of paper because all the words rhyme. Four, four kids is is the Instagram foodie of the <laughs> oh, adaptations. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Suddenly, an explosion sounds outside of their ship, and the sky is lit up with an eerie red glow. A fog begins to descend on their boat as another explosion ignites above the ship, dumping even more gas on them. It smells funny. This explosion is the the blast to separate the live action from the original source material. Yeah, here is the it sure is <laughs> the the divergence point. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is, yeah, people who want it to be exactly the same set that hope aside. This, this is, is a, yeah. this yeah. is this is the signal flare for you to get off. Yeah. <laughs> no, no happy little bird shenanigans are gonna happen right now. <laughs> Uh, Zoro and Nami begin to pass out, and a woozy Luffy begins to think quickly, swallowing the map uh, that they had fought so hard to obtain. This is terrible, and I hate to look at it. (laughs) Luffy Luffy is the glizzy gladiator of the seven seas. Mm -hmm. Gummo gummo no glizzy. I, I, I thought okay. this title, was... episode title well, obtained. <laughs> I don't know if this is an Easter egg or just a thing. I, I I saw on the back of his shirt it said "Marvelous Noon." Yes. But I yeah. What, oh what? man, what that is, is that? a reference to the color spread that the T-shirt is taken from. I think. Oh, oh really? Wow. It's the farming one where they're all in the cart with the vegetables that have faces on them. I <laughs> haven't looked at the color spreads from very early in a very long time. <laughs> but yeah, I feel oh, like it's really fun. I feel like oh, all yeah. of their clothes are from, because I know they used the Color Walk yeah. collections mm-hmm. as like a fashion bible, as, like yeah, color theory inspiration for the show. And I'm glad they did because there's a lot of colors. <laughs> yeah, they're drippy in the show. <laughs> they're like really drippy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we get our episode two title card introducing us to another one of this show's gimmicks which is changing the Jolly Roger in the O of One Piece to a thematically appropriate character. I love it. Love it. Really yeah, cool. very so good. cool. Uh, this week, of course, being Buggy the Clowns. Buggy the Clown. Boogie. Boogie. Time to boogie down with Boogie the Clown. I have to say. Oh, no, you sound like four kids again. <laughs> it, was kind of, um, it was kind of hilarious, right? The way we all said, like, really cool or very cool uh-huh. it just made me think. This is like, okay, so this is going to be a wild segue. But <laughs> oh, okay. have, do you, any of you know what Red Letter Media is? Yeah, of course. You know yeah. Is? Okay. Yeah. So, well, they did this podcast kind of parody thing oh, called God. 
the nerd crew which Don't is no with, without a doubt my favorite <laughs> podcast of all time oh, God. and a bit they would do they would literally say like very cool in sync like a sort of cult <laughs> and it would it would be crazy it just, that see. reminded me of that so much that i almost just like died laughing <laughs> and had to mute for a second that just, is pretty funny. it was kind of fun anyway buggy is very cool though buggy, very, buggy cool. Is very cool and the it's titles very are very cool, cool. Uh, Luffy, Zoro, and Nami wake up uh, some indeterminate amount of time later in a little box. Not in a box. Zoro's swords are gone, and Nami's navigation gear has also been confiscated, though thankfully they didn't take Luffy's straw hat. All right. Small blessings. (laughs) I love love how kind Nami is in her annoyance with Luffy. (laughs) She's she's gonna (laughs) let him keep being Luffy and yeah, still not. She, she's already figured out who she's dealing with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Zoro starts trying to beat his way out of the box, despite Nami's pleas to form a plan first. Luffy tells them all the good news, though. Yes. Luffy tells them all the good news, though, is that they weren't caught by Marines, but by other pirates. Yeah. Zoro agrees this is good news, because Marines have training. Pirates are easier to kill. Honestly, right. one of his best lines in the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like, like that was incredibly like. I- I'll just say this because you know you guys are obviously going to continue to talk about this. Zoro in this show is so awesome. It yeah. is crazy. He's great. He's, yeah, really good. No, He's very cool. There's no bad like, casting anywhere in this show, but Zoro is just. It's like delicious. he's extremely cool, but like, and we'll get to this in his episode. Like, I, I always liked Zoro. I didn't love Zoro until this, the yes. live action. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this, I get him now. I This is one of the things that I appreciate about different adaptations of things, is when an adaptation can make me appreciate a character in a way that I didn't in the original right, yeah. material. Um, so yeah, this this did the, that for me for several characters, some of which I'm offended by. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also love one of the things that I love like throughout the show um, and this is one moment of it is them taking things that are more become more apparent and clear like later on in the anime and manga and make it more explicit right up at the front Mm -hmm. Uh, and in this moment the explicit thing is Zoro is scary (laughs) like he he murders people that dude's Uh a demon yeah Yeah. so they say indeed That's what Kamaji says. Uh, Luffy scolds Zoro, telling him Shanks used to say, not every situation can be solved with violence. Zoro asks who the hell Shanks is. Before <laughs> he gets it. Nobody knows Shanks. Yeah. He's so cool. His, his hair's a fun color, like yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before he gets an answer, the box's lid suddenly flies open, revealing that they are all trapped in some kind of bizarre circus tent surrounded by freakish performers. <laughs> they've, been there the, they've been there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the irony of this moment of Nami saying, pirates are pirates, there's only one kind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, circus surprise, shit hit! Clowns! The clown and, pirates. And Zoro's bewilderment delights me. <laughs> <laughs> At all times, this is this is a fucking like Professor Screw Eye Weirbacks freak ass. <laughs> yes, yes. 
keep, it keeps love, coming back to We're Back a Dinosaur Story. It'll <laughs> yeah, never leave. It's a good no. movie. You're back. I love the, back. The, the thought of, like, them setting all of this up before, like, okay, get him, get him, place, get him, place. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Quiet. Quiet. They have lighting quiet. cues. Quiet. They have lighting yeah. cues? They were And then, like, okay, this is right, what guys, happens. we're raising the box and there was go. supposed to be a dancing lion there isn't <laughs> yeah where, 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 this, is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you get a bunch of theater kids out to do some piracy <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll, we'll we'll get to it so <laughs> the passion is so is so evident you know the passion uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I i we might as well talk about this now i guess Dude, the set design is crazy. Oh like the Man. level up is so amazing. I dare say feels... it's very cool. They it's very. It, it feels so lived in. They did not yes. need it's to. So believable. Uh, yeah, they like, did not need to go as hard as they did. They, they, yeah, they all of through. the objects in in the whole series, all of the objects like have a physicality and a history to them. Mm-hmm. 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 The way the way I think about it is like because later One Piece becomes a lot more like rich in like the backgrounds and it becomes something that's a lot more distinct where it's like mm-hmm. every single location is instantly recognizable. Yeah. Uh, but obviously early One Piece it's just town. 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 You know what I mean? There's yeah, not really yeah, a yeah. thing that hooks you in, but this show does that. It's really not in the well. in the locations really. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. service um, over substance. Yeah. Yeah. And um whereas in this they they have the ability to take advantage of all that. Yeah, well, and it makes sense, like, if you're a new manga, making a new manga, doing it weekly, you probably don't have as many assistants. You know, you're you're trying to sell focus where it will be. Like, you don't have the readers yet who have learned to scour pages for minuscule details. details. And you also Mm -hmm. haven't built up all of the inside jokes to hide all the little Easter eggs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The show is very smart about being economical with its settings also mm-hmm. like this episode mm-hmm. has maybe three locations in it total which is yeah. like the circus tent backstage and then a little bit of outside that nami gets to see yeah, yeah. and, and like it's flashback. it's an hour-long episode and we're in these right. three locations the entire time but it it feels like like you said so rich that it doesn't really bother you that much that you're just mm-hmm. kind of in the same place for an hour yeah yeah uh, the crowd for the circus cheers, laughs, and claps, all while being shackled to their seats. Oh, I have thoughts about this and why. I do, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, a disgruntled clown marches into the room, <laughs> telling the performance to stop, because everything is going wrong. The spotlight missed his cue, and there isn't even a dancing lion. Richie. I I love this take on Buggy. Like, I was yeah. looking through the manga right before we started, and, like, he's played so straight. Yeah. Yeah. And this, like, wannabe diva. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Like, yeah. I love it so much. His, I've yeah. got this perfectionist. Yeah. Jason, do you want to take us through your journey with Buggy? Because <laughs> it um, sounds like you went on one. I think I did. I, it was, it it was not a clean sell for me, Mm -hmm. um, at the very start. I forget what I texted you, um, when I was watching it live, however long ago. I think when you got to the end of episode one, and you see him on the chair, you were getting some heavy Heath Ledger vibes. 
Um, yeah, I was oh like, I, I was like, I, I texted you, and I was like, I think we as a culture like peaked <laughs> in cinema clowns when we got to like Heath Ledger Dark Knight Joker, mm-hmm. and I feel like we've just been chasing that high. I mean, since. I, I mean, I want to talk about that, but I can't until the spoiler section, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, I, but then I like, have things to say about that that aren't spoilers, so it balances. I, they're, they're, and and seeing the performance um, tonight. Of of one Jeff Ward in uh-huh. the in the role of Buggy the Clown, there, I think there is a little bit of flavor of of that Heath Ledger. I mean, we we can't put the genie back in that bottle, sure, as a culture. But I think there's so much there's so much of his own stuff he's bringing into it. Mm-hmm. It's he's he's walking that very beautiful and deadly tightrope between like sinister and like complete fucking dork. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. because the because that's the di- that, that and that is. The difference, ultimately, like the the Joker is above it all. Like that's the the point of him. Like it, mm-hmm. everything is literally a joke to him. Like none of it matters. Whereas Buggy, you can tell he cares. He cares way <laughs> he cares too much. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He cares so much. My yeah. thought about him is he the his demeanor and outfit at the entrance is just giving me so many vibes of like abusive theater director with a vision. Who is tired <laughs> of people not getting it, yes. and, and, and who is trying to, and who is trying to fucking do Broadway in like a local community theater? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the little, the little voice crack when he introduces himself was buggy, <laughs> buggy. The, that kills me. Like it's supposed to be this beloved character, like Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> God and the, and again here uh, we're, here we're shifting the idea of treasure where in in the manga his he was all about like treasure is diamonds and jewels and gold, um, but this iteration of buggy is it's about being known and adored, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which I think was really smart in terms of okay. the efficiency of this and the longevity of the show. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm here for it. So. Is Buggy hot? Like, are we gonna say Buggy's hot? Like, oh my god, hot? yes! He, this is his eyes are too beautiful. It, I'm mad about it. How do you, how do you feel about him staring at you while you're scrolling Tumblr? Yeah. I'm not yeah, on that was Tumblr. So there is this bit of like promotion before it came out where Buggy, without telling anybody what was happening or Buggy why, the clown. Mm-hmm. Or why Buggy the Clown is just kind of on a barrel, um, <laughs> looking at you while you scroll on Tumblr. Can't remove silently. it. He was there Can't... all day. <laughs> it was so <Yep>. bizarre. <laughs> There's just some screenshots of the clown just looking at you, <laughs> judgingly. <laughs> you know, Buggy. He's my number two. Whole series. He's my number two. Oh, so yeah. this Ooh. is. I am incredibly happy. With the portrayal of Buggy. Like, I see a lot of potential uh, yeah. with Jeff. You know, he definitely yeah. nailed. The voice is perfect. Yeah. The yes. voice is so perfect. It is crazy. I was worried, uh, not for Heath Ledger, but for Jared Leto, because that's how <laughs> low my bar is now. No, <laughs> not. Like, I was so worried for damaged for Buggy. Yeah. Um, but I was, I, I was, I do... <laughs> some, some sick part of me wants that, though. Damn, buggy the clown. Buggy, have instead of damage, damage it says, across his head. Oh my it says God. like 
It says like mid diffed or something on the top of his forehead. <laughs> Tyler, it just, if you it were, just says flashy across his forehead. If you, flashy. if you were ten years younger, you would have made that fan art. <laughs> and uh, and Bucky would try to be Heath Ledger and end up as Jared Leto. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. um, but I I just um was really impressed by the amount of love that went to him because obviously they know. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll get into that in the spoiler section but yeah. a lot there and I will say I personally don't find Buggy hot but I see the vision you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's an I can fix him sort of way but also <laughs> I will follow you to the ends of the earth <laughs> I can fix him parentheses make him worse <laughs> <laughs> I will enable every bit of your oh, I don't, don't want to fix him I just, I just want to keep looking at him <laughs> Luffy recognizes this guy from his wanted poster in Shellstown, Binky the Clown. <laughs> it begins. Ah, uh, yes. Buggy very patiently corrects him, telling them that he's also known as the Flashy Fool and the Genius Jester. Genius Jester. <laughs> I wonder if this is the live-action equivalent of maybe Luffy not remembering certain things about Buggy at a certain point that <laughs> was very funny when it happened. Uh-huh. Wink. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Luffy's surprised he has so many names, betting that everyone in the East Blue knows who Buggy is. <gasps> knows? For fuck's sake. That killed me. Yeah, this... I watched it because I didn't realize that was even the joke. Yeah, the first time just... I, I, I missed it too. It was yeah. a good, yeah. good deployment of this joke. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so stupid and, and I'm so glad they did it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it has to be like this. It's necessary because <laughs> it, the the point like, is that Bucky is being absurd and, and unreasonable. Yeah, although here the, here's a small change. Um, I I haven't gone back and watched like or read this bit in the manga, but what I remember is that like his crew was unilaterally afraid of him. Yes, with the mm-hmm. but here um, and shout out to the casting crew and the, all of the background actors who are amazingly like costumed and. Just, oh, I'm in love with all the background characters, but especially there's these four queer Renfair weirdos that step forward here like, yo, we're going to kick your ass. We don't tolerate that kind of language. <laughs> there's like, there's like a stripy spandex lady. There's like modern gay haircut with smoky eye and an old timey beefcake swimsuit that I want. <laughs> uh, steampunk <laughs> uncle with a top hat slash beard slash plaid kilt. I pants. love steampunkle. Yes, steampunkle. And then... Um, and then somebody who looks like a certain future character, uh, 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 <laughs> Candy. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> Candy, uh. The, that's, that's your hint. Bucky is very touchy about comments about his nose. Uh, he's also pissed off that a band of nobodies swooped in and snatched the map to the Grand Line right out from under his, uh, you know what, never mind. <laughs> ah, it's in my head now. Ah. Yeah, that, that continuation of the joke is so that good. <gasps> Amazing. Luffy claims he's not a nobody, proudly stating his name and that he will, of course, be king of the pirates. Well, Check. Check the box. <laughs> we got it. Once an episode, minimum. Yep. Yep. Uh, Buggy claims that as the most feared pirate captain in the East Blue, he is destined to find the One Piece and become king. Uh, Zoro tries to take charge of the situation, declaring his own name, and that if the pirates give up now, he might even let them live. Buggy's not impressed, and he demands his spotlight back. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just come to somebody else's show and expect to be the celebrity there. Uh, instead, Nami offers him a new freak for his show, grabbing Luffy's hat and tossing it in the air. Luffy instinctually stretches an arm up to grab it, and Nami runs for her life. <laughs> this was Nami great. knows. Nami knows the number one rule: if shit sucks, hit the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a nice uh, kind of stand-in for the quote-unquote betrayal during the buggy arc in the manga. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's just oh, that's a true. Little yeah. betrayal as a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a little one. Yeah, very very short got the point across and then baggage mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode yeah mm-hmm. it gave us the amazing visual moment of coming from all of this like splendor and spectacle with a little hint of like very dark violence to the outside where just everything is laid bare under the open sky just desolation and desolation yeah. very dry desaturated empty <laughs> Uh, guys, someone blew up the town. Yeah, they they do that with their their color scripting too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very like high high contrast carnival colors. Dun, dun, and then you step out, and it's just this washed out fucking sand blasted desolation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and when they come out and tackle Nami, like it's not like flashy. Oh, we're doing knives. We're doing cool choreographed kicks. It's just like tackling it's, wrestling yeah, to the ground. Yeah, it's a couple of men tackling forcefully. a woman to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's just like oh, oh this is. This is this is a this is panic room. This is get uh-huh, out too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's no game. Nami is dragged back inside the tent, shouting at Buggy that he destroyed everything. And Buggy corrects her, not everything. I let them keep their hands. God, and the fact that he's just like chilling, eating, like <laughs> just slicing God. some fruit for himself. Yeah, just has he does the thing where he slices a little apple and then ha- eats the slice off the knife like a little yeah. badass. <laughs> of course. You know he is. Also, you correction. can't fix I that. Meant... Also, correction. I meant taken too. No. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you said that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's no get out too. Um, I know so, movies. So, what did you all think of this line from Buggy? Because I thought this was edgy as hell, and I really didn't like it. Because oh, the keep Buggy hands line. Yeah, because Buggy. He, like they nailed it right at the beginning like for me that was like a grand slam right out the gate but then this line was like oh yeah it gave me a bit of worry i like uh, the delivery of it no the yeah. delivery was good delivery was good yeah i i liked it because it it like will hit it hits i like when things give audience members who weren't paying attention a second chance to get the important thing that's happening mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. also um i i i am fascinated by buggy's interest in performance here because um, in the manga he's very much just like ah maniacal evil clown he's doing evil and destruction for evil but here for wealth like, mostly for wealth yeah he, he but, really leans into the flashy fool part of it you know mm-hmm. which is extra funny because like it what what they did here was they double quadrupled down on the joke in the manga that Buggy like hates his red nose but he puts as much effort as possible into creating a context around himself where everyone will pay attention to the we'll thing about him that he doesn't it. like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so so what what's interesting to me I forget if, if exactly where this line happens but he's talking about these nobodies stealing the treasure map and 
He gets up in Nami's face and is like, Axehand, moron. <laughs> and he waits oh, to perceive yeah. her, her reaction and is like, eh? Eh? Yeah. And admits <laughs> that it's bad. So this is, here's why this is fascinating. Uh, and take this with as many grains of salt as you want. I, I am an improv performer. I do comedy stuff. And I've taken exactly one clown workshop. Um, uh, but like the heart of the art of clowning is about as a performer acknowledging that there is an audience and being able to interact with and manipulate like the that awareness like that you know that there's an audience and they know that you know that they're that they're like that back and forth of them being aware mm-hmm. that you are a person who's putting on the persona of a performer who's putting on the persona of a character and that you know mm-hmm. that they're watching you. Um, and so this is fascinating to me because he, in the manga, Buggy's just like, ah, I'm doing crazy things and people are reacting. But here he's taking in people's reactions and like forcing their hands. And so I wonder like, why, why is this Buggy chaining up these townsfolk? And blowing up this town if he's not out for money, if this buggy is out for fame and infamy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me wonder, like, I wonder if this is like a performance art piece. Because um, <laughs> like it, Luffy kind of says one of the theses of One Piece later on of you can't make people smile. Um, yeah. And so I'm wondering if he's sort of doing this. There's a funny thing in performance where sometimes you think you know what you're doing, but like, you know, there's a, as a writer, like if you're writing something, you will reveal more about yourself than you intend to. Sure. It kind of gets away from you. Yeah. Um, So I'm wondering if he's doing a performance piece of like, look, see, this is what the, the world does. People are utterly insignificant, disposable. Look and see, we're making you smile and laugh. Look, the government's fucking. I don't know. I'm just. I'm reading too much into it. But that's one of the fun things about One Piece is reading too much into things. Um. I, I remembered why I liked the hands line initially, like the first time I watched the episode and how it struck me. Is it reminded me of that point in the manga version of the buggy, this little buggy arc, uh, this where. <laughs> where Nami ties up Luffy and bring like he's in a cage they're all hanging out on a roof and uh, she begins partying with all the pirates trying to get them drunk so that she can steal from them and just leave on her own and uh, then Buggy suggests that to prove her loyalty she needs to blow Luffy up with a cannon mm-hmm. and everyone's still laughing having a good time and she's like no we don't we can deal with him later let's just keep drinking we're having fun and mm-hmm. then for a single panel Buggy gets very serious and he's like, no, do it. And oh, suddenly yeah. the joke stops. And <laughs> I I like that that part of Buggy is still incorporated in the show where he can be like a threat still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like that he, again, again, with clowning, like, you know when to manipulate that perception and heighten that tension. I, th- I think right. he has the potential to be a genius jester. I'll say it. I'll say it. He already is. He already is. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, uh, didn't you hear him? Yeah, he's already goes by that pseudonym. Well, he said um, it, but now I'm saying it. So, I do, I do understand your point about the, mm-hmm. the serious nature of Buggy, but I feel like that's already established well with what comes after it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The handline to me, it just seems it seems too edge for Buggy. Like, yeah, and I Buggy, he, he's. I think there's a big difference between what Buggy says he'll do and what he'll actually do. Yeah. Oh, of course, uh, of course. Yes. 
I have no idea if I believe he would actually like cut off all their hands or whatever. Um, yeah. But he'll say it. Yeah. He'll definitely oh, yeah. say it because he thinks it's it. performance performance into the persona. Uh, again, it's what showman. it's yeah. what he thinks Jared Leto's Joker would do. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I did think him taking the people to be the audience that was very cool, very very cool. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, that yeah. was an interesting way of you know getting into the theme of like him wanting attention, which obviously. Yes very relevant for his character so that was cool mm. for me but again like the that that was just like uh, uh, uh <laughs> give, give me the ick man because like i love buggy i yeah. love buggy you know i just don't think maybe maybe it's my my what's it my fanon or whatever <laughs> buggy wouldn't do this but like to be fair this, this is fan. this, this, this is fool was too flashy yeah he, no he's not flashy enough this is what's the opposite of flashy it's dim he's too dim right <laughs> he's now too dim <laughs> But talking, I'm not going to skip too far, obviously, but mm-hmm. I did really like what Buggy did when he got serious talking to Luffy uh, later on when he, like, trapped Luffy. That was very cool, yeah. how serious he was with them. That, that I thought, nailed the do-it uh, face, like, very, very well. <laughs> uh, back over in Shell's town, Kobe gets suited up as a freshly inducted cadet into the Marines. The boy! Kobe! I already uh, loved Ad- Kobe, but now I love Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We'll, we'll fight for him, we'll kill for him. <laughs> Vice Admiral Garp arrives to examine the base and receive a report of the incident from Morgan. Hey, did you realize I... the short king marine is tied up in, in yeah, the yard? Yeah. I, He's I the fall guy. Oh, oh, that's my who that is. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, there's a guy that guy. He's had a rough Took couple days. Mm. Yeah. Can't catch a break. Uh, Morgan does a little embellishing of the story, painting himself as a conquering hero who ran the pirates off. Uh, what? Despite Morgan regrettably embellishing a story? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I love Garp's, like, was that before or after <laughs> you let them steal the map? Uh, um, he also commends the efforts of their newly inducted cadet, whom Garp is immediately suspicious of. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Just Take signed up today, did you? I mean, he did vent. So. <laughs> <laughs> they literally vented and to get in. So. That's true. That's actually true. And Helmeppo's name has still not been spoken in the show. <laughs> Helmeppo name watch. <laughs> like, isn't he in the credits as, like, bad haircut Marine? No oh way. God. I actually no. never checked. I mean, I know it's Helmeppo in, on IMDb. Oh, okay. That would I be very I funny. Seeing that, but yeah. it could. I mean, there's a lot of bad haircut marines. <laughs> True. <laughs> I do. I do want to point out because obviously th- this is the buggy special, of course. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think the actors for Kobe, Helmeppo, and Garp very, very great choices. Very. Oh, great. amazing! And Co- I, I just, I gotta say, as like, as a trans person, like. Even though, like, nobody here is like, we're waving trans flags and saying trans flags. Like, just having a trans actor mm-hmm. here, like, it tells me, it, it makes me feel like this, there's a seat here for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's I, a very... I'm welcome it, at the table. Yeah, it's a surprising mm-hmm. choice by any standards, in a good yeah. way. And, like, an amazing way to get Kobe's little baby face. Um, but also lets them do some really fun stuff that like we'll get to later in the series that like and we see a bit of it now where like the way that Luffy's approach to what a pirate is is 
don't know, it's it's very gender. <laughs> gender equals pirate. I, I mean, am I wrong? No, not at all. <coughs> it's what's on his driver's license. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> this is all well and good, but how does everybody feel about Bogard? I love <laughs> You know, I... Impressive. Impressive. I didn't even know who this guy was, and when I was Mm -hmm. watching it, I literally thought, who's this Humphrey Bogart-looking guy? (laughs) Yeah. So for the the uninitiated viewers, Uh um, slash listeners, um, Bogart is a side character that's been Garp's Zorro ever since the beginning of the series. Like, his right-hand man, he uses a sword, he's very stoic and silent. Is he actually in the manga? Yes. Yeah, he's 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 there in the... the Kobe adventure cover story. Yeah, when Kobe oh. was the hindrance to the hindrance, Bogard was the hindrance to the hindrance to the hindrance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but um, regardless, Bogard, in, in my opinion, uh, was not very much of a character uh, no. when he was in the actual story. <laughs> this actually made Bogard a character. And to me, <laughs> I, like that, my hands were in the air. I was like, you know what, Bogard fans, you finally exist in my <laughs> mind. You're not just like, yeah. you're just like, co- you're just coping. Like you're not coping anymore. Bogard is a real character. Bogard fans it. are feasting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like literally. in the manga, it, 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 he wasn't a nothing design, but in in the grand scheme of Oda character designs, he's very eh. But yeah. but here, like. Oh, he, I am so fascinated. Like, what is up with his fashion? There are no other Marines that dress like this that I've seen. Um, like, I can understand it's, why why Morgan... Why is he babysitting his... this old man? Yeah, I can see why Morgan's wearing his zebra pants. <laughs> yeah, where did, where did Garp find this man? Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, kind of an, he's kind of an intro to, like, the more personally thematic characters that Oda has later on mm. that are very, like... This is at very clearly based on someone. Yeah. Oh, based on an actor? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or, okay, or, okay, or a, okay. Or a person or oh, whatever, okay. yeah. I'll, also, I have confirmed the actor that plays Helmeppo, Aiden Scott, is in the the bigger credits mm-hmm. over the map um, that don't have character names next to them. Mm-hmm. If it is a character from the manga, their name is in the credits. Like, mm. Ben Beckman, whose name is never spoken <laughs> in the series, um... <laughs> Is I mean it credits Mayor Boodle. <laughs> they they know where yes. they come from. <laughs> yeah, so like they're they're on it. Okay, okay. That that makes it even funnier because fuck Helmetbo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> stupid haircut, stupid name. Yeah, that, like maybe, Kobe. Kobe. America's used to hearing Kobe, like Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many so many Kobe's. You know. Yeah. Right. But Helmetbo, like. <laughs> Who's naming their kid Helmeppo? You know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Captain, Get him out. Captain X and Give it 15 years. Kev, yeah, I, I have to tell you, I can't wait for all of the parents who name their children Helmeppo after because <laughs> of this show. show so much. Here's my, it's gonna yeah, be the, here's my daughter McNavy and my son Helmeppo. It's going to be the new oh, Daenerys. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Next. The new next. Hermione. That's the worst thing I've ever said. Like, that's the most cursed oh. thing I've ever said out loud. <laughs> Better, better arc though. Better character arc. Helmeppo? Um, Is that the arc? Then, then Daenerys. Well, um, I, we can I debate that next, off air. Yeah. Uh, next, next cat I get. 
uh, I will name Helmeppo and call it Meppy. Thank oh, you. that's great. <laughs> Back so at the circus. Of cats. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, ultimate segue. Hear me out. Yeah. Speaking of cats, where's Richie? <laughs> right? Oh, segue god right here. Where is uh, Back at the circus. Zoro and Nami bicker in captivity. Zoro is tied to a knife-throwing wheel, while Nami hangs from the ceiling in a birdcage. Despite the unease between them, Nami manages to convince Zoro to follow her plan so they can both escape. She begins picking the lock on her cage, as the pirates only confiscated three of her four lockpicks. Yeah, girl. Yes, I love Nami. I will say now, I mean, there's, you know, a character later throws a small wrench into this, but it's kind of a fake wrench of, like, I am very happy with the lack of romance in this show mm-hmm. overall. Oh, something much. called Romance Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the the lack of, I mean, obviously it's made by fans because this is how it is in the manga, but, like, I feel like in other hands there would be, like, ooh, tension. Yeah, not a lot yeah. of will yeah. they, yeah. won't they. Like, all, yeah. all tension yeah. is sexual. Yeah. It's it's all yeah, friendship like, is also sexual, right? <laughs> right? It's, if this was the, it, it, I, I think I think what most people assumed when it was announced that this show was being made was they thought, oh, this is gonna be like, you know, like a Halle Berry Hollywood Catwoman of One Piece, <laughs> and they, if, and if oh, it was no. that, then they definitely would do would do something like that. But that is not what this is. This is One yes. Piece in live action. And I appreciate that very much. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're all, they're traveling the seas on a ship. They might as well have a lot of ships in it, you know. It's, but no, they don't really do that. Yeah, they That's leave why, that um, open for the imagination. Yeah, when we were talking about the Luffy Nami scene earlier, I think it was Melissa who said the brother sister dynamic. I was like, I'm so mm-hmm. happy you said that. Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy you said that because like yeah. I get it. I get it. Luffy and Nami, main boy, main girl. But oh, come on. I've never Come seen on. it between them. No, like never. Yeah, like never. be be serious right now. No Luna Nami's fans getting in the audience. Na- uh. Nami's getting with another character, and she's not even in the story yet. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's one of the things I love about One Piece as a whole is there are just so many different varieties of friendships and like ways that people can matter mm-hmm. to each other that aren't like the Western traditional roles of. Married, yep. dating, right. friends with fuck benefits, acquaintances, co-workers. Yep. Acquaintances with fuck benefits. It could <laughs> right. be as normal as just friends. It could just be that. Right. Yeah, guess, well, guess but like, there's so and many look, different kinds and ways of being that friends can look. And, yeah. oh, it's beautiful. and also that friends can deeply love each other. Yeah, and be yes. crucial yes. and important and matter. Yes, mm-hmm. and look yeah, but... how much room you have for plot and character development when you're not <laughs> wasting your time on Will They true, Won't They. Yeah, God. Meanwhile, on the main stage, Luffy is drawn and quartered, and he thinks it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they hear him screaming, but it's just and they think he's in trouble, but it's just him laughing, and they can't hear. Yeah, him it probably feels funny. He's never been stretched out like that before. Yeah, it's a good test. I mean, he's he's probably super interested in this. It's probably right, yeah. scientific he's probably popping popping a very necessary part of his back that hasn't. Oh been. yeah, yeah. Like, How many funky gum gums am I? He, I mean, you could say he has no bones, but in a way, that's like saying he has all bones, and they all need to be popped. Mm. 
God, that's the reference they haven't managed to get in there yet. Can they figure out a <laughs> way to get Oda's unhinged units of measurement into the show? <laughs> he, he's, he's 77 Gomu Gomu's long. <laughs> four, four million berry berry berries. Maybe if they make shorts between the series. Just... There you go. Oh, that'd be so fun. There might be, yeah, there that might be, be the main part. Buggy begins to psychoanalyze Luffy. Wondering why he ever set out to become king of the pirates in the first place. Oh, this is amazing. As like yeah. somebody who has been, who was a theater kid, and like who does theater stuff, is oh man. Like I, I, <laughs> I've started teaching improv, and like yeah, this is a thing you do. Like you get to people's deep down things, and like he is fully in theater director mode. I, I'm just <laughs> oh, amazed. Yeah. What's, what's he's your motivation? To, like, he's literally he's persona foreshadow DM. Yes. He's, he's oh literally saying he's literally oh saying what's your motivation? Oh <laughs> oh Buggy recognizes Luffy's hat. It reminds him of the one that red-haired Shanks used to wear. They grew up together as apprentice pirates in the same crew, and Buggy even considered Shanks a friend for a time until he was betrayed. <gasps> Betrayal. Mm. Buggy is convinced that Shanks wanted to keep him out of the spotlight to keep his star from shining too brightly. That's an interesting that's choice of words, a... Mr. Buggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a... that is an amazing yeah. thing I would love to talk about later on in this, <laughs> in this recording. Yeah, and uh, like on I, I won't say more, but like it, it is very interesting to me in terms of like things that are left out, like they in in the manga like there is a specified story as to what that betrayal is that like kind of makes you be like I, I don't know if that's all of it and here it's i love that that's left blank this might be my favorite shot in this episode is just this close-up of him holding the hat and talking to it like it's a person yes <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, the alas poor yorking the straw hat uh, yeah. oh my god <laughs> you, just, you took the words right out of my mouth I was alas poor thing. shanks god. We still barely know him. The energy that the actor <laughs> brings to this scene, it really hits me. Like, he is he is shaking while he's holding this hat. Just, like, mm-hmm. his eyes are darting around frantically. It looks like he wants to bite into the hat and just tear it open with his teeth. <laughs> I feel like every... It's very clear to me that every actor loved the material. Yeah. Like, if they didn't <laughs> go in loving it, they ended up loving it. Because, like, <laughs> you don't... There's a lot to chew on. You don't <laughs> get like the hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you don't get this unless everyone involved like really is is really loving it. Yeah, it's it's very much like a lightning in a bottle type of thing. I would say it's it, it's crazy it might because be, one yeah. piece is at like a at like in the anime and the manga. It's obviously at like a pinnacle moment where mm-hmm. it's like we're approaching an end game esque thing. And by approaching, yeah. I mean like a turtle's <laughs> pace. We're approaching. Um, but in this, it's like a fresh start with all that context and things they can mm-hmm. use with foresight mm-hmm. and again like spoilers i'm not gonna say anything but they're using that to such like a like a masterful degree where it's like mm-hmm. so many things from like chapters what chapter would this even be like eight five right like, yeah you know what i mean yeah. like but it's like mm-hmm. i can see stuff like from present stuff day. with some with some type yeah. of ability that i can't talk about it's like i could see right yeah <laughs> And they're they're doing some really interesting like cinematography things of like developing a visual language that like doesn't mean right. anything right now, but like I can see them use like ooh, I'm seeing like ooh I can see this shot setting up a visual language for like for certain future events, not this shot specifically, but like certain sure. other shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and uh on the buggy thing again like this scene this the, this was the scene i was talking about earlier to me this is when i was like sold i was like this is buggy yes. this is buggy yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah because he got the humor like down like pretty much immediately and the nose and the you know the, the terrible jokes the moron <laughs> bit especially that was, right that was, that was, it, it was like it was horrible but like in a good way <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it was yeah, ho- yeah. in an appropriate um, way yeah right yeah exactly exactly but then this, it was just like this is this perfect because he's so menacing, but everything he's saying is right, and that's what makes it way better. You know, it's like I yeah. believe Buggy would say all this and not. Yeah, he, I believe that he believes everything he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, thousand yeah. percent. Well, and and with this Buggy, like I can see his followers following this Buggy. Mm-hmm. Like in in the manga, like I, I've been watching through the anime and in. At a certain point, like some people were like, "Oh yeah, he let us do all the violence we wanted to do. He's great." <laughs> like that's not a great reason to follow somebody. <laughs> and and with this, like I I can see a more nuanced, complex dynamic between him and his crew, and that's really you you, you can see how people get sucked into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The conviction. Uh, he asks if Shanks betrayed Luffy too, if he abandoned him too. Isn't it great when our main villain and our main hero like parallel each other? Red hair, blue hair. Also, also interesting language. Also interesting language. The thing that he says that like Luffy's little reaction he picks up on us. Ooh, that's it. When he says, "Someone that you worshipped, a false idol." <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> Uh, Luffy warns Boogie not to test him <laughs> and then snaps free of his bonds. Uh, there's a tiny moment where he asks um, a certain background character with a very distinctive wig uh, uh-huh. <laughs> to pull <laughs> Luffy further. Um, and, and this sort of a mayoral gentleman. Kind of a mayoral, <laughs> kind, of, kind of a poodle-like haircut. Looks like yeah, a guy that yeah, might yeah. get his name in the credits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe not poodle exactly. Maybe it like sounds like poodle. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it. Yeah, rhymes yeah. like a four kids dub. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he right. has to do it, and and the mayor, like, kind of is like, oh, I don't wanna. Um, and Buggy almost like exactly just says, that's not very yes and of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I invite you to be part of my show, <laughs> and you give me a no. <laughs> oh my god. I, I have a uh, long-standing theory the that, scene. like, what distinguishes good guys from bad guys in One Piece is who could be good at improv. And Buggy is in this <laughs> really interesting liminal middle, and I am fascinated by it. Moral ambiguity. <laughs> mm. uh, before we move past it, I really enjoyed the, the Boogie line, um, oh, yeah. because it is Luffy getting Buggy's name wrong, but it's also him kind of getting it right, if you'll remember. It's not Binky. Uh, are you one. talking about the Buggy the Pirate evolution that's in the manga that yes. I just flipped to? Oh. Uh, huh? That was his original oh. name for Buggy. Oh, Boogie the Clown. Oh, oh my right. goodness. The one who looks like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and Oda said, one day I saw a movie with a character named Boogie. I thought, darn, Boogie's already taken. Oh, well, I'll name it Buggy. <laughs> Amazing. So it's a nice little Easter egg in addition to being a funny joke. Wow. Uh, Luffy, now free, punches Buggy's head clean off of his shoulders. Oops. Wow, holy shit, Luffy. I, I love just... Inyaki's reaction. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait, I, did, I, I, I knew I was strong as a pistol, but like, that's... Whoa. I did I just kill a man? <laughs> yeah. I did not mean to do that. A, a, a thinking man. 
That's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Theo. (laughs) I'm a rascal. Uh, Unfortunately, Buggy has also eaten a devil fruit, the chop-chop fruit. Mm. He tells Luffy, you can slice me and you can dice me, but I'll always put myself back together again. That amazing line. I watched uh I watched this for the first time with my mom and uh it hits hard when you are not acclimatized <laughs> to devil fruits. Like this uh-huh. is actually a really this feels like a huge reveal. It's great. <laughs> Apropos of nothing at one point earlier today, my mom was just like, That buggy, he's a problem. You cut him, but he keeps putting himself back together. Like what that's what do you problem. do? The the most succinct <laughs> summary of Buggy I've ever heard. Yeah. He's a problem. I need, He's a problem. Continuous, I need these continuous updates from people's parents who are watching this live action for the first time. I need mom piece. Oh, yeah. I, I find I find mom piece very compelling because yeah. so I watched I watched What a show, good sentence. Um, with, with some uh, I mean I I mean AO, uh, you know, AO. But What's it called? So I watched the show with my mom, and she's heard me ramble about this thing for forever, of course. <laughs> and she knows I love this dude. Like, I, uh-huh. you know, this, he, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time. And <laughs> her actually experiencing, not the full picture, a glimpse of Buggy. Yeah. She doesn't get it yet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. see, you, you don't, Buggy's like a puzzle, <laughs> you know? The more we see Buggy, the more you put him together, the more you realize how, how majestic this character truly is. <laughs> and this is like it's like you said a taste so it's like you know when you go out to like a restaurant and it's like one of those restaurants where you get the food but you don't order it and it comes in like courses you know that's buggy yeah, you never yeah. know what you're gonna get next but it'll yeah it always culminate to could something, be a you know? foot something great could be a hand yeah could be a little <laughs> circle out of the middle i don't know if we want the foot this isn't dan schneider presented one piece this is uh, something different <laughs> this happened a number of times over the course of the season as i watched it where there are lines that are just like so in your face simple stating things about one piece that somehow i had just never considered before and this was the first one where he says i always put myself back together again that's a very interesting parallel to how luffy's power works Mm-hmm. Okay, you're saying Buggy, Buggy yeah. I was gonna say. Okay. The main villain yeah. and Buggy the main hero. Also, <laughs> Buggy also always bounces back. Yeah, well, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. In his own way. In his own. Yeah. In his own way. Unless you, unless you put him in a box. <laughs> yes. Unless yeah, there are you multiple can't, You boxes can't keep Buggy involved. in a box, you know? You can't keep Buggy in a box. No. The world <laughs> has already boxed in Buggy. Whoa. <laughs> Once he's out of the box, it's over. <laughs> Uh, Buggy sneaks a floating hand behind Luffy's head, crushes a buggy ball full of knockout gas, and then punches Luffy's lights out. Amazing. Also, I love amazing sleight of hand and misdirection. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, performer. An, it's an amazing shot. I like how this could only really work through TV, mat, like, through the lens of the camera, because otherwise yeah. we would just see it. Notice his hand fly, fly away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Blink and you'll miss it detail also before the shot ends. Uh, he also flips Luffy the bird after he punches him. I did oh, miss yeah. that. I did miss <laughs> that. Very funny. <laughs> okay, that that knowing that that's there makes up for the other, like the one thing in this whole sequence that didn't carry through the live action that I missed, which is in the big fight, Luffy getting kicked in the balls. Not Luffy, <laughs> Buggy, <laughs> the clown. Buggy the clown getting oh, yeah. kicked in the clown balls. I just... I thought getting um, kicked in the buggy balls. 
Ooh. I thought another thing that was... Uh, I, I assume we can we can talk about this because yeah. it's not in the episode. But Zoro getting stabbed by Buggy. Yeah. I was very yeah. shocked that wasn't in this. Because I feel like oh. that was a great like setup for something that happens later, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that, that definitely would have been this. I was kind of surprised it wasn't. Yeah, they sort of swapped the sleight of hand from the manga to yeah. this occurring to Luffy instead. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I can see why they would cut that. Because like, part of the... I feel the purpose of Zoro getting stabbed in the manga is so he can do the big like carrying the cage moment, which we got from the the safe in episode one. The safe, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah. And and we get we get some of the stuff that that communicates about Zoro when the thing mm-hmm. you're talking about happens. Right. Um, As a consolation, um, Kabaji does punch Zoro in the spot where he would have been stabbed. <laughs> this is true. When he's true, that is maintained at least. <laughs> yeah. Also about this, like, shift from the manga, I like this rendition of the buggy balls. Like, I, I appreciate that they tried to incorporate that idea somehow. Mm-hmm. Like a, special, a special weapon that he has. Yeah. Because in the manga, like... they are just, they're nukes, basically. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. cannonballs, but more. Yeah. But, even, but super yeah. big. And yeah, I like you that just they're red. can't do that. Mm-hmm. I do also like they're red. Yeah. Because it's obviously Certain... reminiscent of his nose. What? I mean. what? Don't you dare! <laughs> oh no! What did you say about my nose? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, backstage, Zoro is approached by Kabaji, the acrobat, who's Buggy's first mate. Again, this actor and like the hair and outfit team nailed how like edge lord ska. Yeah. So Hot stupid. Topic. <laughs> I, yeah. I posted I a joke about this when in our fan discord when the episodes first came out, but I couldn't get past being reminded of uh, the first evil ex in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, very <laughs> that. With this guy. Yeah. Pirates are in this year. Uh, Zoro evidently killed his brother after hunting them both for weeks through the Goa kingdom. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir? Oh. Zoro has no memory of this particular bounty hunt, though. Uh, Kabaji begins spinning the wheel that Zoro is strapped to, tossing knives at him while Nami slowly and surreptitiously works away at the lock to her cage. At the marine base, Kobe meets with Garp at the Vice Admiral's request. Uh, Garp feeds his transponder snail some lettuce. It's very cute. Uh, it's also like a really smart thing for the, the showrunners to put in because like it tells the audience that like this isn't just weirdly designed phones. These are literal... <laughs> Yeah. Living, creatures yes. living creatures that need to yes. eat lettuce. These are little guys. Mm-hmm. They need to eat lettuce. They like this is it. also the first step down the uh, Garp is a little unhinged road oh, yes. that the show goes down. Uh, and I really him. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Because like in the first episode, he is so buttoned up and so serious, which is good. Like It establishes mm-hmm. the Marines as this force. But very slowly we begin we begin to peel back the layers mm-hmm. to the to the onion beneath <laughs> uh, and this scene in particular where he feeds the snail and then also at the end of the shot where he like just kicks a chair to move it towards kobe before he sits in it it's it's very silly looking the way it's blocked mm-hmm. and it just it very slowly begins to communicate who garp actually is uh-huh. yeah he's very interesting beneath the navy veneer yeah mm-hmm. and i i think that that sort of slow burn type thing 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, that was what was in the actual story as well. But this like speed runs the crap out of it, <laughs> and I think they still did it like pretty well. You know. Oh Where yeah. He's still super serious, but then he's like, um, firstly, I think like I'm gonna be completely honest. I have never in my mind like remembered a scene where they feed one of the snails. Like, sure. I, yeah. Like I literally <laughs> can't even think of one. And in fact, Garp is like, oh yeah, let me just feed the snail. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just so <laughs> random and like someone's got to do it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I like that's the thing that I've wondered. Like, what what do the transponder snails eat? Like, do you have to pick up transponder snail chow? <laughs> Evidently, the answer is lettuce. Right. If we're talking about pet chow, then no. oh, it would be it would be great if there was like a thing about pet chow. <laughs> they gotta have like, stores eat. for that, right? Yeah, like a whole store. Yeah, a whole arc about pet chow. Listen, you know, if that would... I had one, that no, would that's be re- my that's treasure. Ridiculous. <laughs> Exactly. Garp and his right-hand man, Bogard, accuse Kobe of working with the pirates, as he had been seen with Luffy at the bar the day before. Kobe spills the beans on how he had come to be here and how he was saved by Luffy. And Garp immediately takes interest in that name. Hmm? Hmm. Luffy, you say? Uh, Kobe explaining why he lied um, and explaining his dream is such a really interestingly framed shot um, because he's leaning forward uh, but the background of the marine structure and Morgan's self-aggrandizing imagery um, are skewed (laughs) Yeah. so that Kobe is the only thing standing upright Um, but then when he continues on and goes back to his worry that he wouldn't be allowed to enlist and his dream would be over it go the when the shot comes back to him, the background is upright again, and he's kind of hunched over, forward, cowering a little bit, um, and that's just like ah, oh, ah, oh, camera work, amazing Visual storytelling, oh. the the cinematography. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you say cinematography? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's called, right? Mm, I love cinematography. It it's so yeah. delicious this time. In the of fall, the cinematography. Yeah. Mm, the taste you can see. I prefer pumpkin spice tography myself. <laughs> Tis the season. Back in time once more, Luffy and Makano are accosted once again by Haguma the Bear. If I may, Haguma too, bar fight Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add an alteration to that? Oh, combo. Haguma too, bar fight Boogaloo. Oh, because of, of the bear. Because of the bear. Of the bear. Wow. Mm. Uh, Shanks arrives and warns the bandits to leave his friends alone. Oh, uh, sorry, I just realized I have one more thing to say about the Kobe stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when when Garp asks Kobe if he owes Luffy any allegiance, Kobe, my sweet, precious, genius boy, <laughs> says as an amazing answer, he just says he's a pirate. Pirates should face justice. Like, oh, avoid the question, but say something. They can read whatever they want to into it. Yes, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Perfect parry. Perfect <laughs> yes. dodge. Yes. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Say two sentences that are separated by a period. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> ah, I love Kobe so much. Uh, Shanks raises his hand in the shape of a gun, pointing it at a random bandit, and like revolver fucking Ocelot pretends <laughs> to shoot him. <laughs> Bang! And then the man does drop dead from a real bullet. <laughs> 
over Shanks' shoulder, Lucky Roo smiles wide, oh, I holding love Lucky a smoking Roo. flintlock. And we got some good anime meat representation. Oh, yes, absolutely. The most important one of these characters. Lucky Roo <laughs> beating people with his anime meat is the funniest thing on the planet. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, a monster hunter weapon at that point. <laughs> That's his yeah. I remember when... I watched this episode for the first time. I was so in disbelief that I was like, he's beating him with his... And I had to stop myself because I'm like, wait, oh my god, <laughs> oh. what am I about to say? Well, hang oh, on, no. hang on, TOS, TOS. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, literally. It was like that. I was like, oh my god, wait. <laughs> no. But I, I love the fight. That Shanks scene, oh my god. I got like chills. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a Shanks guy where I'm like, oh my god, he's the greatest character. <laughs> um, you know, he's awesome, of course. But seeing that scene in live action, just it, it hit different. It hit so different. good. Also, I love uh, Yasop just taking his sweet time getting to that fight. Like, yeah. let me finish my beer well, first. He is the but coolest also, fucking dude alive. He is. Yeah, Yasop is, he so, is cool. so much cooler than he, he deserves to be. Holy so cool. cow. I, I screwed this up. Like, when I first watched this, somehow I thought that I, I like my brain just didn't register Yasop being there in the scene where him and Beckman shoot some yeah. guys and so I thought yeah. what was happening was Beckman was killing three guys with one bullet <laughs> and so I thought <laughs> but like I thought crazy. that was what was happening like, I thought that was supposed to be foreshadowing <laughs> um but no it actually is just the, them shooting three men with three guns <laughs> ricocheting a shot off of a pot into another man yes uh, is incredible amazing yes mm-hmm. and also and is also foreshadowing <laughs> Indeed. Well, and then and then this tiny moment of like he takes Lucky Roo's gun that like he's just put in his belt for some reason, and what you already have two guns, Yasuf. Why are you taking this? I don't know. It's cute. I ship it. All right. Yeah, one of them was oh a little pissed. Oh, okay. yeah, so maybe. Out and of it's bullets. probably because like they because uh, isn't there an SBS? I think where where yeah. Oda explains how the guns. Yeah, that work is and how technically pirate they're... tech. Yeah, pirate tech is single shot. Oh, pistols. okay. Thank you. Well, now mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. So you just drop the gun that you use and pull out a new one rather than yeah. spend the time reloading the old one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why it, uh, a certain character um, <laughs> has three. is seen later with, uh, like, three guns in yeah. at his hip, basically. Trigun yeah. style. Some some certain <laughs> character. The, um, a certain character. They even carried that forward into revolvers. Like, people would just carry mm-hmm. multiple revolvers because it was faster mm-hmm. than reloading them. In all of this commotion, though, Higuma managed to sneak off with Luffy. Back in the present, Buggy has Luffy locked in a dunk tank that is slowly filling with seawater. Buggy offers him one more chance. Turn over the map, and he'll even let Luffy join his crew. Oh, not just his crew. The man who will be the king of the pirates' crew. Very, very important. Uh, Luffy refuses, telling him, you can't make people love you. Just like you can't make them smile. Thesis statement. <laughs> so the, I love what this says about how, what Buggy does versus what Luffy does to recruit crew members. Where, and well, I guess I won't say more about Luffy. I guess you see it a bit in the last episode of this. But like Luffy, he's a good guy. He's all about dreams and hope and amplifying people's dreams and hope. You see, okay, we've seen that with Kobe. Um, yeah. But here, like with what Buggy's doing, like if he's doing it with Luffy to try to recruit him. I can imagine him doing this with other uh, others of who he calls his freaks and outcasts. Um, <laughs> where he... I can see him, like, breaking them down, showing them that their hope is for naught, and the only thing they can hope in is him. And if they're lucky, he will let them bask in his shadow. 
Because <laughs> mm. he'll have the spotlight and he'll they'll be in the shadows like he would. You know, the, the symbols. The symbols. <laughs> Buggy turns up the valve on the dunk tank, promising Luffy no one is coming to rescue him. We flash back again out at sea, where Haguma rows away with Luffy in a small dinghy, promising the boy that no one is coming to rescue him. Here's another thing of, like, a thing that becomes clear over time in in long One Piece. Long Piece, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> one Piece. <laughs> That's a spoiler. <laughs> um, but between Buggy's internal moment when he's saying he will be Pirate King, and he's like, and then everyone will know my name, and they'll love me. And Huguma the bear, Powerful. when Luffy's saying, Oh, Shanks is gonna make bandit sausage, you're gonna wish you were never born. And Huguma says, Believe me, I wish that already. Um, yeah. This live action is making it very clear and obvious that all of these baddies are acting out of their own trauma and hopelessness and abandoned dreams. Which doesn't excuse them, need to say but that. But it does frame it. It frames it, and it yeah. makes it really interesting of like, Okay, who who is causing all of this suffering that is making them... Oh, sorry, that's X mark. Sorry. Cut that out, Tyler. <laughs> who hurt you, Haguma that, Okay, bear? we can ask that. <laughs> oh my who, god. Who is hurting yes. these guys? Why why are they so sad? And what does their flag look like? Hmm. Mm. Good question. Does it look like a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> does Haguma the bear have a flag? That's the important question. I do like... I, I never noticed the Haguma line. Like, I'm yeah. gonna be honest. Like I've watched this show like now multiple times, and I've never really, <laughs> never really noticed that. That is pretty crazy because I don't think he says that in the original oh, at all. I don't think so. Yeah, he's probably saying some edgy, edgy like, yeah, I, I like killing, ch- I like killing children. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but that line is very. That's very telling. I like that a lot. Yeah, well, like, yeah, it's very telling, and I, I think, I think there is space for it in the manga, like without saying it explicitly. Because, like, you wonder, like, okay, why why is he coming back to cause these problems? Why is he picking on this little kid and taking him out to sea to drown him? Like, wh- why? Mm-hmm. Why, Haguma? What makes bandits hide in the mountains? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. What if we learn about a place where the bandits lived beforehand, possibly? That would be crazy, right? Hmm. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be crazy. That would be wild. Uh, anyway. Suddenly, the little boat, the little boat rocks over, tossing them both in the drink as a large creature swims around underneath them. And uh, Luffy drowning as a child is intercut with his current drowning predicament. And some nice parallel shots. Yep. Uh, a giant sea monster, the Lord of the Coast, rises out of the water and lashes out at Shanks, who has pulled Luffy aboard the dinghy again. I want mm-hmm. to know how much of the show budget went into making this because it looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Uh, the man simply stares down the monster and tells it to get lost with a gleam of power in his eyes. Yeah, his eyes get all like wow. narrow, and the and the sea monster's eyes get all, all wide. And yeah. surprisingly enough, the monster does just swim away. I do wish that there was like a little bit more. Something. I don't know what the what yeah like a like I don't know what the the live action TV equivalent of those like stress lines yeah. <laughs> that coming out like of from a point yeah like maybe like a, like a quick cut in where it like kind of blur motion blurs the outside of the frame like a pulse Ooh. yeah something yeah. like that yeah I, 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 I feel like 
how much the appearance of the monster's eye changes when it blinks gets yeah. the point across pretty well. And, pretty and yeah, well. Shanks's eye sure. type thing, that kind of gets the intensity for me. Sure. I just I just wish it was just a little bit more. I agree. Like, I, I want it to be more, but I don't want it to be like, there's two issues with it. If it's too much, if uh-huh. it's too much, then it's like Bollywood editing where it goes <laughs> whoosh, 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 whoosh. It's like insane. And then if it's not enough, people have no idea why we're focusing on this dude's eyeball. It's just yeah. like, it's very hard to get that middle ground. Yeah, I, I think I like it partially just because in the context of the episode as a whole, like Bug, everything happening with Buggy is over the top and well, flashy. And, and I think it is really important for these things that are crucial to Luffy's core to be, like, more grounded. So I, I, I'm on board with, with it as it is. Uh, young Luffy hugs Shanks, but finds that his left arm has been torn clean off of his body. Shanks' arm. Luffy still has need both. that. need that. Shanks is remarkably chill about yeah. this yes. missing arm. unbothered. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, he's going. Th- he's going through some shock right now. He can't <laughs> feel it. Oh, you know what? It's kind of crazy. Oh, does a revolver ocelot also only have one arm? <laughs> like literally, doesn't mm. he? That is kind of crazy. He, I don't he, think he, he solves one arm piece. and then he he gains yeah. a new arm. It's a yeah. Whole he gains thing. a he gains a new arm and he starts talking like this <laughs> uh, for reasons I won't explain. Uh, but that Brother. is kind of crazy, brother. <laughs> Uh, back in the present, Zoro endures his spinning torment with a straight face. What I love... Okay, this is probably one of my favorite sequences, because Kabaji is spinning this wheel and hurling knives at it. He misses Zoro while the wheel is stationary. <laughs> and then proceeds to miss every time when the wheel is... <laughs> well, moving. he's not supposed to kill Zoro yet, isn't he? Like, I thought he was he's just... He's just trying to freak yeah, him he's out. he's just toying with him. Yeah. Oh, I just thought he had shit in I mean, that could be too. C-K-Z? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Kabaji kills Zoro. The live-action onlys are still innocent. Don't inflict that on <laughs> <laughs> Keep that filth out of their ears. Kabaji asks if he really believes the simpleton in the straw hat will get out alive. And Zoro tells him he doesn't need to believe in Luffy because he already believes in himself. And it starts to rub off. Oh, that's so good. That's another, that's another great line mm-hmm. from... Well, not just Zoro, but the show as a whole. It's a good line that is elevated into a great line by the performance. Yes. Uh, While casually severing one of his wrist bonds free on a knife that Kabaji tossed at the wheel, Zoro warns the pirate not to turn around. And as soon as the acrobat does, a freed Nami kicks him in the chest. Ah, reverse psychology. (laughs) He did tell you not to. (laughs) Zoro yanks his arm free and catches Kabaji in a chokehold, sending the pirate to sleep. Probably. Maybe he's dead. <laughs> Who knows? Never can't tell in this show. Listen, he didn't <laughs> chop his head off and put it in a bag. <laughs> uh, Nami frees Zoro from the wheel, and the two head off to save Luffy. Oh my gosh, uh, their exchange here is so good. Them starting to get each other, having a pre-violence chuckle. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it, and it sets up, like, them acknowledging that each other's strengths are important. Like, brute force isn't the superior thing. Plans aren't the superior thing. They're equals and they can play each other's games. It's... I love it. Mm. Yeah. If only normal fans could understand that. <laughs> if only. 
Back at the main stage, Nami hurls her bow staff at the dunk tank, freeing Luffy, who coughs up the map to the Grand Line. This this imagery is very uh, boy in the iceberg. Yeah, boy in the dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh, I'm just thinking about that now. If he's in that tank and is not rubber while in that tank and has that map yeah. <laughs> inside Ooh. his esophagus... Uh. That's yucky. Oh no! <laughs> well, it's not in his. It's in his tummy. But it go can't move, fit in there. Dizzy. It go can't move. fit in there. It's stuck. <laughs> uh, Buggy makes a grab for the map while Luffy reclaims his hat. I appreciate that. While both of them have the water on them, which it dries very quickly, <laughs> obviously, but in this moment where they are both visibly wet neither of them use their abilities mm-hmm. to get the thing that they're trying they to get. They just have to crawl mm-hmm. towards them. Just crawling mm-hmm. at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love, again, like, the main villain. When the main villain is just like our main hero, it's so satisfying. Yep. Because we see they're both at their weakest point, but they're going after exactly what they want. It's so, just, it gives you that oomph moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just great visual uh, imagery. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Uh, Zoro tries to cut the clown down with his swords, but surprise, shithead! Ah, you said it! <laughs> Buggy splits himself up into bits for his ultimate technique, the Chop Chop Cannon. You could cut this out if, you you know, th- we're not supposed to bring this up, but because this is obviously a referencing future episodes, but isn't it interesting that, like, this is the only one in the whole series except Luffy who, like, does special move name stuff? Is that cool? Is yeah, that, like, interesting. There, again, you could, some, ob- you could obviously others. cut that. You could obviously cut that if that's like too uh, spoilery. But I just think like that's the, so interesting. of the villains. You mean? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's so interesting. Huh. Well, because Buggy's all about performance. He's putting exactly. on a show, that's and that's what I think it is so cool. Like the way they made it. Again, like I know we keep saying the parallels, but like literally, <laughs> he's the one Devil Fruit guy. He's the one, like, there's so much there. Kev, I got I so scared so there, because cool. I thought you said it's the power levels. <laughs> but oh, you no, said parallels, no. and that's why I like better. <laughs> yeah. See, I actually, I actually, power levels. I actually read. I actually read, like, no. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. So, real quick. I, I have to bring this up, right? Because we're at, we're at Buggy's his finest hour, you know? <laughs> we, we've gotten so many great Buggy-isms so far this episode right would you say buggy is you know like I- iconic in uh, uh, modern <laughs> modern culture would you say like yes say there was i a... would say that <laughs> say say there is a a competition i only speak for myself but i will say that with you say there is a competition perhaps about sexy men on a specific <laughs> website no. right no. Oh no. no! I don't know, would man. Would he win? I think he would win, right? He's got my vote. Reagan Arataka will kick his ass. <laughs> nah, but he's he's not <laughs> he new. Will... He's not new. That's the thing. Oh. This is a new contender okay, to the, okay. to the place. I mean, he was watching us while we were scrolling Tumblr. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> Surveying his future kingdom. He's <laughs> moving into the, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Luffy notices some nearby crates and calls out to Nami. Uh, he and Zoro start pinning down Buggy's body parts one by one, tossing them Nami's way so that she can knock them into the open crates and lock them. 
Teamwork. I love how the live action and Inaki's performance specifically highlights Luffy's not a smart person in any adaptation of One Piece, but he's a he, he pays attention. He like Inaki even said in an interview, like a core thing about Luffy is he listens. Theo, when you read that, how happy were you? I was quite happy. <laughs> I I was I've been delighted by every interview I've read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciated from a behind-the-scenes featurette that uh, part of this sequence, at least, was practically done. Like, they were literally throwing objects at Nami's actress so that she could knock them into these boxes. Oh my gosh, Amazing. Really? There the, is, like, the a visceral... Staff. There's, like, a physicality to it. Jesus Christ. Thunks. Yeah, it pays off. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, eventually, Buggy is reduced to a laughably pitiful state. Hee-hee. <laughs> He is simply a head on two feet with little hands coming out the sides. Oh, the live-action version of this is dire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. He calls Luffy a sad little boy wearing another man's hat. So Luffy reintroduces himself as the future king of the pirates before sending Buggy flying out of the tent with a gum-gum bazooka. The gum-gum bazooka. I think what is incredibly cool visual imagery is that the slice in the tent looks like a smile. I just think that's <gasps> oh, really, really cool. That's so clever. Uh, yeah, because yeah. oh, I didn't even notice that because I was busy noticing that as soon as Buggy is punched out of that smile, um, there's a warm, soft light that opens up just on the main trio in the center. Parentheses, who the fuck is still operating the spotlights? Diagetically. <laughs> 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 Did Zoro just not feel uh, like uh, climbing up there to get them? Too much effort. It could be, um, yeah, it could be another hostage who's just really committed to the yeah, bit. I, I can see it. Who's afraid, like, they, they said to keep the, host, the the spotlight going, and I'm going to keep the spotlight going. I don't know what's going on. But I'm going to shine it on the people I like, and I'm going to give them a warm color because I'm happy. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if I'm too far ahead on the, the lighting thing, but that was what I wanted to bring up. Um, in regards when there's like three different lights shining on our, our uh-huh. protagonists and we have like uh-huh. orange for Nami green for Zoro and uh, red for Luffy which is so cool but it's all so still like cool. this warm buttery yellow that just that highlights and brings out their individual coolness uh, Luffy picks up the map handing it back to Nami and frees all of the chained up townspeople and as soon as he takes the stake out of the chains, which in the shot of him taking the stake out of the chains, in that shot, there is one of those cold, blue-white, moon-like, if you will, <laughs> theater lights <laughs> behind it. But as soon as he takes that out, the main lights come on. Like, all the lights all come the lights on. All the lights come on, and Buggy's uh-huh. spectacle loses all of its power. Uh, ah, amazing. Ugh. The mayor, Mayor Boodle, asks if uh, they are to be Luffy's captives now, but Luffy assures them that he's a different kind of pirate. He's very good-humored about that. Like, oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess we belong to you now, young sir. I mean, I guess as a mayor, he's used to this. I don't know how much <laughs> of a spoiler that is. <laughs> um, but, th- so this is this is a point where my mom, she and I uh, ran a Sunday school program for a while, but she started picking up on some Jesus parallels with Luffy, um, because like he's like kneeling down by their feet, he's freeing the captives, um, but specifically his insistence on saying I'm a different kind of pirate. Um, in the Sunday school program we ran, one uh, is called Godly Play. Um, that's a really cool program. I could talk about it forever. Uh, but 
one of the consistent pieces of language when they're talking about Jesus as a king is like, but is a different kind of king. And so I think that's one of the things that has helped hook my mom, who I did not expect to like this at all, <laughs> into it. Uh, it's certainly not as weighty a moment as in the manga, um, and we can talk about that more in the spoiler section, but just to say that uh, there's a portion of this storyline that was cut for time where Luffy inadvertently proves himself to Nami to be a different kind of pirate. Yeah. And that that has been replaced with this small moment of him freeing the townspeople and her noticing him saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate its inclusion just so that the beat is there, yeah. but it is definitely not, doesn't have the same magnitude as the manga does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because it, it doesn't have the same focus. Which kind of, like, I feel like the whole arc of Nami, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers, it feels smoother in the live action. Like, the, there'll be more to say later on, but like, in terms of her opinion of Luffy, it mm-hmm. feels more consistent. Uh, back at the Marine base, Garp addresses the troops, telling them that the men and women of this base have not failed the Marines, their leadership has. And Morgan is now strung up to the crucifix in the yard, rather than his fall guy. I love Kobe getting upsettled at Garp's speech. It's like, ooh, this <laughs> feels a little fashy. Uh Garp goes on to say, Since the execution of Gold Roger, we have been fighting an unending war against piracy, but we're not fighting the right battle. We can take their ships and their weapons and even their lives, but we cannot win if we do not take away their dreams. Garp, what do you mean by that? What a fucking thing to say. <laughs> what? Yeah. Garp, what exactly do you yeah. mean by that? I don't think he knows. Well, I mean, especially with what we find out about Garp later. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. it, that's telling. Yes. Uh, he plans to personally lead the mission to hunt down the pirates that attacked this base, taking the squadron of new cadets with him. Uh, the townspeople of Orangetown offer Luffy and his friends a meager box of supplies as a token of their gratitude, and Luffy declines at first, saying that they need them more than he does, uh, but he relents in taking a snack before Just sailing off eventually. Snack. And don't leave out. That There's little a little dog, dog running yeah, by. There he is. Little dog. Oh. He's, He's in, in there. <laughs> Star of the show. Read One Piece. That that would have been... Yo, that actually would have been crazy. Imagine <laughs> if they had like a dog show in Buggy's show. And that's they actually a good dog. point. Oh that would have been yeah. sick. Because like that's so easy to do. Why have yeah. a dog Somebody, like, when you can have a and... dancing lion? <laughs> <laughs> he, w- he was pumping the tank. You know? like, he was busy. <laughs> Flashing back once more to the past, Shanks gives his gratitude to the people of Windmill Village for their hospitality. He then goes to say his farewell to a forlorn Luffy, who promises that one day, when he is ready to be a pirate, he'll be a captain of his own ship and crew, greater even than Shanks's crew. He vows to become king of the pirates and find the One Piece. The turnaround in Shanks's attitude here, like, he's expecting to console Luffy, but, like, you can tell he is taken aback when it, it comes clear. Like Luffy's not brokenhearted here. Like he he is determined, and he yeah. has the light of hope. So Shanks entrusts his most precious treasure to Luffy for safekeeping, his straw hat. I could talk about this scene for a very long time, <laughs> most of which would have to go in the spoiler section. Uh-huh. But <laughs> this was the point in the show. Like, I heard in the first episode, I heard Binks's brood. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. And, um, you know, seeing 
Easter eggs on the on the wanted poster wall and all yeah. that stuff. The acting from Shanks in this scene is what made me go, y'all know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the amount of confidence on display from the showrunners is unbelievable in all this. In that that like they are very clearly making this show. They are making this first season with the assumption that they will get to finish the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Every decision that is made here, even if they only get to make one season, they don't care. Like, it, it's right. it's astonishing to me. As Luffy Just, would say, at least I tried. Yeah, at least, <laughs> yeah, at least I died chasing my dream. There is a look of reminiscence in Shanks's eyes, a, a thought process <laughs> that is absent in previous adaptations. Mm -hmm. That is is very meaningful if you well, know and you i know. think even if you don't know like it it makes it clear that like shanks isn't just like saying a thing to make this kid stop crying so he can leave in peace like this yeah. this is shanks's treasure it is meaningful to shanks and i think what makes it really cool is that at the start of this episode luffy had the idea like oh i ate that expensive thing therefore i matter but it's not <laughs> about that at all mm -hmm. it's about what it means to you and i think that's really really cool that they still kept that theme yep. going Ugh. but without it being like oh this is shanks's hat you know like tanami when he said it in the normal mm -hmm. thing it's the mm -hmm. way that shanks tells him how much it means to him versus luffy telling nami how much it meant how to much him. it meant to shanks yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it feels a lot more like personal For uh, sure. that shanks is the person that reveals that and on that same topic uh, as I said, I, I watched the show with uh, my mom, and she was like, "The hat is Shanks's." Like, and like oh. it's crazy. Oh. Like, it's crazy. Like, because we're all brain rotted so hard that we we've known this for eons. Well, but you know even, what I mean. E but like, even though we've known it for even like even as as we're reading the first time, like you you find that out in the first chapter. Mm -hmm. No, right. of course. Like, yeah. it's not a reveal. That, that, but it's just, it's so cool to have someone have that, like, aha That, that impact. Moment. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, the impact as well. But she had the thought before he gave it to him. Because obviously, episode one, we had no idea whose hat it was. Mm -hmm. Because they, like, switched the order around. Like, in, um, like the anime yeah. did as well. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I just thought that that was very fascinating. You know? It was also amazing, obviously. But it reminds me you, of... You've already talked about the greatness of it. It's cool to be able to experience a piece of media this way, to, like, see new people experiencing it. It reminds me of um, one of our neighbors growing up. Uh, the dad was, like, a huge Star Wars fan um, and had, upon introducing someone new to Star Wars, like, he would get, like, misty-eyed and be like, oh, I wish <laughs> I could see it through your eyes. Like... <laughs> And that, that's just really can't recommend that. enough uh starting a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> man let me tell you i've just been siphoning that off of all of you this whole time <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of a, a community you know a fandom yeah. that you can just get sink your teeth into a crew. Like, fandoms can be cringe <laughs> See, you made it you made it sound way better than a fandom <laughs> you made it sound way better well because like it's a fandom like, is kind of anonymous the... Like mm -hmm. you can, it can be a community, but it's more like it's less personal. Where something like this, it's it's personal for sure, for sure, because you're all on the journey at the same yeah. time. That's true. Mm -hmm. 
Shanks makes Luffy promise to return the hat to him someday, but only after he's become a great pirate. That's their promise. The one thing that I was iffy about in in this first episode was like Shanks explicitly telling Luffy to be good, or like mm-hmm. in the first episode, like a you know a man can be strong, but he also has to be good. Um, yeah. And I've accepted it as as the show like making a thing that becomes clear later on like making it explicit here early there's still a part of me that's like ooh, i don't like the idea of luffy making these decisions because of an external idea of what is good versus something that is very core to luffy of like it's a thing that i value and i want to and i'm free Mm-hmm. Um, and and but I'm I again the, this crew has earned my trust and so like I I'm just gonna trust that the nuances will come with time. Uh, Zoro asks if every day is going to be this crazy with Luffy, and Luffy imparts some further wisdom from Shanks, saying, "If the path to what you want seems too easy, then you're on the wrong path." And Zoro figures this Shanks guy sounds all right. Uh, Luffy declares, "The next stop will be the Grand Line," while. Nami secrets away the map to a cubbyhole in the ship, where she also has stashed a mini transponder snail. I love this. It's so weird. <laughs> this prop is fucking genius. It's a little. It's in a little like compact, almost like a beauty compact, and the and the top half of it is like a fucking like a, a rotary phone yeah, dial. Yeah. Oh, it's so smart. I, I yeah. Give me more prop. Give me more tactility. Yes. <laughs> I need uh-huh. I need to touch things. Give me props. Uh, she makes a call to an unknown party, letting them know she has the map. Very suspicious. <gasps> Sus. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode? Very well executed. Um, was able to get, you know, some absolutely amazing stuff with Shanks, Buggy, Luffy basically every character mm-hmm. except Richie, you know, sadly <laughs> and, and Shushu. But I mean, they obviously changed a bunch of stuff up, but I felt like they, a lot of the stuff they did change was uh, to better reinforce the theme of treasure and how it could mean something to someone without it being, I'm not going to say it wasn't shoved in your face, but like overbearing. Cause it definitely, mm. cause it had a lot of different perspectives and that's what I thought was, more compelling than Luffy saying, "This hat is my treasure." You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I care okay. about this thing. We see other characters care about these things, and so on. And, and um, a lot of the changes I feel like did a good job of communicating those same things to an audience that is used to like superhero movies. Um, <laughs> whereas <laughs> when those things are communicated differently to an audience that's used to shonen battle manga, right? So, like, there are different tropes that, like, are going to have to be set up and shown. Oh, look, here's here's how we're subverting this. It, it is fascinating to watch, to see them try to figure out how to present this stuff mm-hmm. to <laughs> to a, a completely new audience that has never seen anything like it. Buggy is is emblematic of how, of, to me, of what a weird place I think they're in. Because, like, the demographic for this show is very strange, I think. Because, yeah. like in 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 Western terms, because it can't, you know, like like One Piece has grown into something you know massive and mighty and powerful, but in Oda's mind, it always has been a show for little kids. I mean, not not mm-hmm. you know not little kids, but you know what I mean. Like it yeah. is a show for it is a a, a manga for boys. It um, is a shonen. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. And um, but like the standards for what you can get away with in media aimed at children in Japan are very, 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 very different. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they have a- and they have adapted like the kind of stuff that happens in the manga, you know, pretty directly. Like people swear. There's quite a bit of blood, like Buggy. There's a middle finger. Yeah, like Buggy is swearing all over the place. Like, like they they can't. I'm sure some will watch it anyway, but they can't market this version of One Piece to kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is that leaves them in a weird spot. Like, I I I don't know who they who they expect their big their big demographic to be. If they, I, I mean, I guess in question. I mean, I guess it's probably like, you know people our age and younger like people of my generation and you know my <laughs> sister's generation who is you know, like eight, eight or so years older eight, eight or so years younger than me who just don't watch anime or, or read manga because they think it's goofy and dumb and you know just presenting something that quote unquote isn't a cartoon will get them to watch it because it's like because at, fir- at first I thought like you know oh, like Luffy is a dumbass this is this is a very funny thing that I've been thinking about um <laughs> That, like, I, I think there there has been a lot of commenting by, you know, longtime fans about how it's like, oh, Luffy doesn't really feel like Luffy. Luffy's so much smarter in this one. And it's like, guys, he's not. He is 1.5% smarter. It's just that if you are used to, to manga Luffy, that makes him feel like a genius. Because the, and also, the, the difference are, is so sharp. He's a three-dimensional I, 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 dumbass as opposed to a cartoon yeah, but, dumbass. Especially if you're used to modern Luffy, because it's easy to forget yeah. that early Luffy was much more similar to how he's presented in the show because he had to be because there weren't enough characters to cover all of the bases that need to be covered, oh. like emotionally and intelligently. That's a good point, yeah. So he carried a mm. lot of different narrative weight in the start of the right. show, uh, story because right. he didn't have a compelling enough supporting cast yet to offload that onto so that he could just be who he is now. Mm, right. Interesting. Mm. He didn't have other idiots to help bring out the idiot. Right. Yeah. Right. But my point is that to someone who is not used to One Piece and really who isn't used to like shonen manga in general, there, there is no difference. He just feels like a moron, I think, <laughs> to a lot of people. Or at least I think that's how a lot of people will, will feel. I feel like the exchange at the very beginning between Makino and Luffy, where she says, there's no such thing as a free lunch, and his response is, is it lunchtime? <laughs> is that the most great. Luffy... Yes, it's, it's perfect. ...response in yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so, like, so like I think that that, that, this, that that will put some people off, that the protagonist is seemingly so dumb, but then I'm also thinking about some of the people I know on Tumblr, and it's like, oh, this guy's just a complete dumbass without a single brain cell in his body. And it's, oh, this guy, you know, can't find his way, he, get, he can't find his way anywhere, he can get lost in a straight hallway. And I realized some of those people are going to say, oh, man, he's just like me for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just like oh me God. for real. So, real. like, maybe maybe, maybe there is more of a of a target audience than I was than I had initially given it credit for. Well, and to speak on, like, the Luffy being a total moron, like, I, I always get really uncomfortable with people setting, like, a definite, like, quantifiable amount of intelligence um, of stupid. Like I don't disagree. I'm just saying this is how people look at things. Right, but like I am challenging people to do better. Um, and I think <laughs> Luffy, like, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of like planning smarts and like I I, I love people that interpret Luffy as neurodivergent because he very much mm-hmm. just thinks mm-hmm. in a different way than other people. He 
prioritizes different things, but he's very, he's got that emotional intelligence. Exactly. And he listens. And there's also, I mean, that thing, bringing in the thing from the manga where, like, Luffy never has thought bubbles. Right. Because if Luffy is thinking something, he is saying it. Or yeah. Right. It. If, yeah, if Luffy's thinking it, that means he's not doing it, which means he's not Luffy. Right, right which means yeah. he's yeah. being a character. <laughs> he literally has had only one single thought bubble in the whole series. And what was it? Like, it was in an arc with uh, a place that is downward. Oh. That is all I will say. Huh. Is no. in that huh. arc because he cannot say anything out loud. Oh. <laughs> I touched on it a little bit when I talked about the like economy of settings in the episodes, but what this show proved to me over the course of the season, especially in the next two episodes, uh, is that early One Piece really does have a lot of needless moving around. Mm-hmm. Like walking from different location to different location and not really accomplishing much with that. Which is not to say that you shouldn't do that in stories. Like it, it gets much better about it as the series progresses. But especially early on, like this show really is very good about having action occur where everyone already is, rather than having them have to get to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like here, they are they are off screen, brought to this right, place, thrust into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cut right to the interesting bit. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did want to on that topic of the the sets once again. Mm-hmm. I do really think, like, again, like, this town was so boring in the actual <laughs> arc. Like, it was so boring. Yeah, but it had the <laughs> like, pet food they, it was a lot of the same building drawn over and over yeah, like, again. Buggy, bug, buggy, <laughs> no, that was great. Of course, that was great. Um, but Buggy <laughs> fought on a roof of a gray town. Like, for a town called Orange Town, that town was gray. There was a lot of stone and gray, and there wasn't much else. But this is like, I, I literally was so blown away watching this because I'm like the the levels that they're at right now, like Zoro spinning on the wheel, and like all these little things mm-hmm. that just make it feel so much more, you know, interesting. Like you immediately think mm-hmm. like of all these new weird things that you could do, like the the townspeople, instead of them being in some separate part of the town that they would have to build for no reason, they're just trapped right into the, the right, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just Yeah. It's so and a lot of it is is them being lean because they need to to get through as much content as they planned to get through. But right. it also is very sensible in the way that it's presented. Yeah. Well, and it lets mm-hmm. the buggy pirates like do actual clown stuff, whereas I feel like in <laughs> yeah. the manga, like they they're just wearing they're cosplaying clowns, clown stuff. but they're not doing any circus type things. Whereas here, like this is a circus ass circus. Uh, before we do spoilers, we are going to cut to future Tyler who's going to talk to Joel, who has his own buggy thoughts on this oh, episode. yeah. Get all the buggy thoughts. Thanks, Past Tyler. Now I'm here with Joel. I've been thinking about you for years. <laughs> wow, Joel. It, I, I know it's been a while, but years? <laughs> Absolutely. I just, you know, I get something stuck in my head, and it's just, I can't get it out. How have you been? Uh, I have been doing pretty well. Thank you. For the listeners, uh, I am now living halfway across the country, and America's a pretty big country, so that was quite the move. <laughs> took a bit. It took a little bit of time. We have a new puppy, and pictures are in the uh, Mestex uh, Discord. Yeah, so join the Discord to look at dogs. That's its primary service these days. I mean, that and talking about Boulder's Gate 3, which I know nothing about. <laughs> uh, so you had some 
buggy opinions. You you wanted to be part of the buggy episode, but couldn't get around to the actual recording. So I wanted to make sure that we got your buggy opinions. Okay. Um, but before that, I also wanted to ask, because I asked everyone on the first episode, before you started watching it, like, where were your expectations for the show? Were you excited about it? Were you nervous? I'm so glad that you asked everyone this question, because I actually was going to ask, can I please have just, like, two minutes to get my soapbox out? Absolutely. When I heard about the live action, I was really excited. We have all these terrible live actions, but it sounded like they were working really hard with Oda, and I was very excited. And then when the first trailer came out, everyone in the Mestex Discord was losing their mind about how good it was. And I was silent because I thought it looked like shit. (laughs) I was like, oh no, all of my worst nightmares are coming true. Someone has ruined (laughs) the One Piece live action for me. (laughs) But then I found out that The Weekly Planet, a podcast that I listened to almost religiously, was going to cover the entire series, so I needed to binge the series, uh, send in a fan email. Yes, exactly. Let my opinion be heard. And I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it. Uh, So, why Buggy? Well, I'm a known Buggy hater in the uh, anime version, and as soon as I got to the episode that introduced him, I said, oh no, I have some thoughts. (laughs) Uh, So the TLDR is that Buggy is actually a character in the live action. And I know he's a character in the in the anime. I know there's Uh plenty of people in the discord that are going to yell at me, (laughs) but Buggy has never been a threat and I don't take him seriously. My biggest thing is that I don't think that he was actually on Roger's ship, basically. Uh Like everyone else who was on Roger's ship, super badass. Him couldn't even take out an entire town in East Blue without a super powerful (laughs) cannonball. And so when people are like, he's going to become the Pirate King, like, that would be the funny thing to happen, but I don't want it to happen. But then we get the live action buggy, and, I mean, they obviously were like, let's just rip off the Joker, because that movie made <laughs> a, a billion bit. dollars. Yeah, yeah. A, a tiny bit. Um, but he was like, he was capturing people, and he was making them participate in his laugh track. He was <laughs> mad at his crew for messing up the timing. Um, he was kind of menacing, because this one seems to be punch-proof, in addition to everything else-proof. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I liked it a lot, and you can tell that they put a lot of effort into uh, the special effects, because this is probably the one of the most intensive episodes we get this entire season. For the CGI especially, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, Kat was re-watching it with me to prepare for this little segment here, and uh, she pointed out that this is, like, the first time that you get all three of the main trio kind of working together to beat him as well, which is pretty mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and. Zoroax Kabaji. I never expected that to come for me like that, but they came for me like that. So because I was hesitant to start this show, uh, yeah. I in my plugs, you will hear that I now have an AO3 account. And mm-hmm. the first thing I did when I went on is I was like, I'll look up some One Piece fic. And the very first result is spoilers for a later episode of the live action, but it was a pairing that I never would have expected. I was like, what? What? Why these two characters? And then we got to the episode and I went, there's some subtext here between character A and character B. <laughs> and I think they did the same thing with Zoro Kabaji, you know? There is some uh, smolder between them now, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I love the comment uh, someone was saying, you know, you hunted my brother through the Goa Kingdom for several days. Everyone knows he was just lost. Like, he wasn't yeah. actually pursuing anyone. He was just trying to figure out how to get back to town. They were terrified out of their wits, and he was nowhere near them at any point in time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, not to, like, lightning blitz through all of my opinions, but the other thing I love about this episode is that they gave Yasop something to do. He's it's so very... cool in this episode. He's, he's amazing! Because, um, <laughs> I mean, right now in the anime, we basically just have his reputation, and then the yeah. filler episode with Daddy or whatever his name was, or yeah, sure. Father the Parent, that's it. And so, like, they actually gave him, like, a cool trick shot, and uh, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna try to not be marooned on a desert island with, uh, the in-laws for future episodes. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so I will, I will reserve my comments on later episodes, but just know, without having heard any of the other crew, I'm probably going to be the most critical of the live action, but when it does something good, you will hear me cheering from the mountaintops. <laughs> it's a good perspective to have, because a lot of us have just been lavishing it with praise thus far. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like... I assume for many of us, we didn't expect it would ever happen. Like, it's finally actually here. It's amazing. That's true as well, yeah. So we got to this episode, Cat and I, and I was like, man, we're missing Mayor Boodle, and we're missing uh, the world's best dog. <laughs> and then keen eye observers will notice that there is, in fact, a Mayor Boodle, not called by name, and there is a dog at the very end of the episode, so... We talked about it during the f- the full recording, um, that sure. Mayor Boodle does get called out in the credits like he is he's credited as mayor boodle even though that name is never spoken in the episode but mm. Helmeppo's name has not been spoken in any episodes yet and also he doesn't get credited as Helmeppo <laughs> in the credits so mayor boodle made the cut but Helmeppo <laughs> did not <laughs> Helmeppo's just kobe's you know emotional support uh boyfriend basically <laughs> at this point yeah goblin Oh, man. And I mean, I don't know which episode is the most appropriate to um, mention this, but Kat and I, we were watching and we noticed the actor for Kobe is perfect because he's always on the verge of crying. He always looks like he's holding back tears and that's so perfectly Kobe. (laughs) Damn near it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Uh, not to resurrect ghosts or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. way back in the day, King of the What Now was actually me and a guy named Curtis, my best friend. He was a newbie to One Piece, and we watched it together up until about Annie's Lobby. He stopped right before the best part. Uh, That's a shame. He reached out to me when the live action came out, and he goes, so I binged it. I have (laughs) questions. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll get back to you when I watch it. So I watched the whole thing, and I got back to him. I was like, what's up? And he goes, did they change some of uh our long park and i went yeah so yeah, there's a, a there's a preview for people when we get to that episode <laughs> but even my like kind of normie not really fan fan friend was able to be like this smells fishy i don't remember it, it being like this first time through this episode i didn't notice but second time through they did a perfect job every time they do a flashback it is always related to something that is going to happen immediately before or after the flashback in present time yeah absolutely Uh, so like they had shanks being like luffy we're leaving and never coming back you ate the fruit now there's no point to stay here and then it flashes (laughs) to buggy being like you were betrayed weren't you let me do a uh, harley quinn really quick and let me psychoanalyze you in the middle of this circus um and also how badass is it that uh luffy you know says i'd rather die than give you the treasure map and then right before he's about to drown he's like hey look over there and it's nami and she free it's so good (laughs) and then another bit of praise for the live action that doesn't really fit anywhere maybe if i was Mm -hmm. on the first episode but like the fact that they're getting there's some background black marines there are you know the the straw hats are from different nationalities and they got a japanese actor to play zoro and they got different people to play you know luffy and all that i think that is that's wonderful it makes my heart very happy 
Yeah, because One Piece has always been about a world, so it's nice to see that visualized in the mm-hmm. live action as well. Better than the, the manga has done in the past. Makes me very excited if, I mean, we it's already been confirmed there's a season two, but I'm very curious yeah. what they will do with Robin. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I'm, I'm very excited. There's There's been some chatter about it on our fan discord as well, but I do agree that I hope to see a, an Arabic Nefeltari family. Yes, that would that would be wonderful. Uh, I also know um, I've plugged him a couple of times, but Mugiwara no Goofy on YouTube, he is pushing hard for Robin to keep the cowboy hat. <laughs> Every time he mentions Robin, he go he, the characters because he he does his, these little skits as the characters of the show, and every single uh-huh. one of them always goes, "What happened to that cowboy hat that you used to wear? You used to look so fine." <laughs> and if she can't keep the cowboy hat, at least let us keep the bangs, please. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You you mentioned that you'll probably be more critical of the live action. Was there anything in this episode that really rubbed you wrong? I don't think so. In fact, well. Okay, so I'm not sure other how than I the, fe- the lack of Choo Choo. Yeah, dog the best dog in the world. And they got rid of uh, Richie. I think Richie's a great source of comedy, honestly, out of all of the Buggy mm-hmm. Pirates. Um, the thing that I'm not sure if I like or dislike is the way that they introduced Garp and Morgan and Helmeppo, that whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I kind of liked that it ended, if I remember correctly, with Helmeppo kind of like swearing that he'll surpass his father. And we didn't really get that in this live action. Yeah, but that's I, true. I like I like that Bogard actually has a name and he has speaking <laughs> lines and he actually is doing things. And I just like that you know it shows Garp being like honesty is very important. And then the next thing is Axan Morgan, this Trump motherfucker, just being hung up on the cross. <laughs> uh, How do you feel about how uh, Luffy's backstory has been handled so far? The Shanks flashback cut across two episodes yeah Um, i i like it okay i think that they did a good job uh capturing that like energy that young children have that i yeah um i don't want to speak for cat in case she decides to join us in future voyages but i will say Mm -hmm. that she was quite critical of they made him too weird and she didn't like the child actor that they picked basically for for a lot of that how'd you feel about the fruit scene i don't specifically remember the fruit scene they, I'm so they, sorry. We didn't even, like, none of us brought it up in the first episode, and I realized after I finished editing, like, I guess we didn't have strong feelings about it because none of us even thought to talk about it. But <laughs> it is pretty different from the manga where they make it feel like it's an important moment of him finding the box and opening it and slowly mm. taking the fruit out and eating all of it, whereas in the manga it's like a blink-and-you'll-miss-it panel where he takes a bite of gum-gum as it, it is. It almost feels like Shanks is being like luffy what did you do is sort of like filling in the gaps that oda didn't have the panels to dedicate to the story so yeah yeah, i i I get that and i also think that that's again probably more future knowledge creeping into these earlier uh stuff Mm -hmm. it would not surprise me if when we get to cp9 if they just give hattori like a gun or like an actual fight (laughs) just because we know he's the strongest cp9 member so why even hide it at this point yeah uh, I, I know that some folks, at least on our Discord, were uh, a little put off by how mystical it felt now. Like, yeah. giving it that air of mystery and importance, where, as in the manga, it's it's literally like he just accidentally does it. Yeah, I'm, 
I will have to go back and listen to both the rest of the crew on this episode and the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to hear uh, Dave because he's been talking about how the point of this live action is to get basically non-anime fans into it. Yeah. And so I think it makes sense in an anime sensibility if Luffy just ate a random fruit that gave him these weird dumb powers and then 900 chapters later it turns out that they're of mythical importance. <laughs> I think it makes sense in the live action to basically try to signal like this character has magic prophecy jutsu around him or that right. kind of thing. Gives him a hook for later seasons. I almost feel like it's a it's a situation where that ship has already sailed. Like you can dislike that the fruit is important, but you can't deny that the fruit is important now. So they mm. the live action might as well play it up if that's going to be the case. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I do have to say, ooh, there's a, there's a slight criticism. The Conqueror's Hockey looks silly in live action. And I think that's going to be <laughs> something that will always look silly. Like, I have mm-hmm. no idea how they're going to do the six powers. That's going to look really stupid if they do it just, you know, one for one with the manga. Right, yeah. Uh, but, you know, staring at the big beast and, like, saying get lost and the camera kind of shakes a little bit wasn't doing it for me. Uh, a question that I asked everyone in the episode, and I forget if I've asked it where I'm putting... This timeline's going to get confusing. <laughs> you might be the first one to answer this question now. Um, Perfect. But the Conqueror's Hockey scene, it's somewhat different from how it played out in the anime and manga in that uh, the boat originally gets crushed by the sea monster chomping it when he eats Higuma. So mm-hmm. then Shanks rescues Luffy by swimming out to him, and then they're sort of just treading water as uh, Luffy realizes that Shanks's arm got bitten off. But Mm -hmm. for practical reasons, they had to, uh, or they decided to keep Shanks in the boat. Like, he pulls Luffy back up into the dinghy and then Mm -hmm. does his special powers. So I saw some folks on our Discord uh, worrying that that would lead new fans astray in thinking that Shanks has a devil fruit because he, like, in the manga it's clear this can't be a devil fruit because he's swimming. So it has to be something else. Mm. And I wonder how you felt about that, or if you even think it matters. (laughs) I so I love everyone on this podcast and you all are way more observant than I am it didn't even occur to me um (laughs) but I do think that that's true that there's going to be a lot of um again I'm just going to keep referring to like non-anime fans as like the normies but like the normies are going to think that it's probably a devil fruit I saw some people pointing out that they thought or their their normie friends thought that uh Kuro and Mihawk had eaten devil fruits and so like right I get how that's confusing (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, don't even know on this podcast do. for a, a stretch, Dave thought that Mihawk had a devil fruit. That's yeah, absolutely. We've now moved on to the meta that maybe he's just a sword that's gained sentience. That's right. That's yeah, <laughs> the new theory. Yeah, uh, you know, simple stuff. No, I thought I thought it was kind of interesting. I also liked. I should. I'm glad that you brought up the kind of seawater negating powers. I really like how Buggy gets like a little bit on him, and it just takes him out. Like, yeah. they want you to know that this is kryptonite rules. That's that's yeah. how it is. Uh, no, and then the other thing is, too, I I mean, obviously you need to build uh, the Straw Hats camaraderie. Zoro and Nami is one of those, like, background relationships that's really strong early on uh, up through Alabasta. Mm-hmm. And I like that Nami had to give him the plan to escape. And then after they escaped, the plan was, we're going to do it your way. We're going to beat up every clown <laughs> we see. We're going to steal their lunch money. It's a perfect compromise. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that they gave us mini buggy. 
because like yes. <laughs> some they they skipped out on some things, but they managed to do that. They even did the uh, bazooka to launch him out sacred. of the sky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe uh, mini buggy will be how they they claim the One Piece. Like there'll be a, like a you know a, a small hole that only mini buggy can fit into. <laughs> but no, I th- I think that's about it for for me. Uh, again, I will try to join in on the regular camaraderie in, in future episodes. Yeah, it'll be good to have you back. Thanks, Future Tyler. Good on you, Future Tyler. <laughs> so let's... Good shit, Future Tyler. Yo, Love Joel. Joel was cooking. And Joel, too. Good job, Joel. Oh, Ooh, Joel, so amazing thoughts. So cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially love that bit about the, um, about the almond. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was just thinking we got to collect all the little buggy bits and that made me think like ooh McDonald's toy uh you got to collect all the pieces of buggy that you get in a happy <laughs> like meal the you gadget toy together. it's like the the Marvel Legends toys where like each figure comes with a piece of a very large figure. Why doesn't the One Piece card game have Buggy Exodia in it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> buggy Exodia. Not Bug Zodia. <coughs> I'm I think, dying. I think, um... <laughs> Say goodbye to Bug Zodia. He would. Bug Zodia. Because <laughs> Bugs. Weevil is Bugs. Oh my god. This is a nightmare. Oh God, Re- we gotta redo Yu-Gi-Oh now. So they they they're playing the One Piece card game. Buggyo, buggyo, buggy-o. buggy-o. nightmare. Oh my God. I was thinking, you know that toy where it's like it's like a barrel, and there's a guy in the barrel, and you like put the swords in the barrel. Ooh. They should uh-huh. do that for One. Piece I mean, that's a circle thing. Yeah. I mean, not a circle, a circus thing. That'd be fun. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine buggy in the barrel. Yeah, that'd be great. Obviously, it could be Luffy. I want a barrel of Luffy's. You know, in the barrel. Like, it's the barrel of monkeys that have the little the curvy arms that hold onto each other, but it's all Luffy's. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd like to see that with Nico Robin. All right, spoiler ah! section. <laughs> okay, so we're in the spoiler. Okay, so, Brilliant. guys, yeah. the Buggy Pirate King speech. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I, I, I literally <laughs> chills. Chill. I, <laughs> like, I don't even know what else to say. I My biggest spoiler-related thought is on the subject of like you know buggy kind of feeling a little bit like keith ledger's joker mm-hmm. i think that's on purpose oh yeah because they okay. want the newcomers to think that this is the joker in one piece <laughs> and then later we're gonna meet ah, joker. and he's gonna and he's actually gonna sound like the fucking joker yeah. <laughs> and not just like a try hard joker uh, so buggy chaining up all these people and making them laugh yeah how about that yeah uh, yeah i like it i loved that uh, Holy oh, cow. Yeah. Again, this is so many things of them like sowing little seeds that they can use later on. Like a false spot. idol indeed, Buggy. False idol it yeah, cause like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. we we know here in the spoiler section that Buggy was on Roger's ship. So like who mm-hmm. who was Buggy's false mm-hmm. idol? Like is he did he feel betrayed by Roger for turning himself in? So I and he like I don't think that I think I think he called Shanks a false idol because he dislikes Shanks. I, mean, I sure. definitely think like don't get me wrong. I think Buggy loves Roger. I think like because we've seen like you know he's he's the guy to Buggy. You know he is that yeah. guy, and that's the reason he's after the One Piece. You know to be that guy. Yeah. You know well, I and mean? I wonder if there's a bit of and, like sibling rivalry. Like he's mad that Roger 
gave his hat to Shanks. Shanks is the false mm-hmm. idol. Like, oh, I shouldn't have chosen him. Yeah, because he he holds the vendetta. Yeah, because yeah, Shanks is not that guy. You know, Shanks is not that. He's not him. You know, people might say Shanks is him. He's he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not. Uh, yeah, I don't think he is. I do want to get onto the point, unless you guys want to keep talking about the uh, the buggy shenaniganry, because I wanted to talk about the be good line. Ooh, yeah. Because I do think that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know how I feel about it 100%. Because obviously Shanks is like the big good in the One Piece world is he at though? this point in the story. Is he though? <laughs> That's... I mean, I mean he, he's, he's a, a bigger good than Big Mom and Kaido <laughs> well, and like all these horrible as, as compared to most bar. of them. Yeah. yeah. He, he is a very or, mysterious... Ambiguous character, mm-hmm. like we don't, yeah. we don't know what's he going on. He could be the big, him. he could be the big gray. You know, he might not be the <laughs> big good, but he could be the big gray. I, I don't think he's supposed to be a, a villain. No, like that I, just, no. it, like yeah. it just doesn't yeah. feel right in my gut at this point. But I think there uh, has to be a reason that he is not. I keep forgetting we're not in the X Marks. There, there has to be a reason that he's not Joy Boy, like that he couldn't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he didn't try. He, he lost his his passion, his uh, his, his motivation. You that know? seems to be Buggy's assumption in modern day. Yeah. Because mm. Buggy believed in him. Dude, even everyone believed in you, and then you, you, you wuss out. Mm-hmm. What was the point, <laughs> man? What was the point? <laughs> well, then what the fuck was he doing stealing the gum gum fruit? Exactly. Like, so many what, questions. What was, <laughs> was it maybe his, is that his midlife crisis? <laughs> was that his Saturn's return? I mean, oh my God. a red Camaro would go, would clash with his red hair, so I guess you have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so I guess the, we'll fucking steal the There's a whole other conversation there of I think we've had this debate before of like, did Shanks know what he was stealing? Does he know? Like, <laughs> the where where the information? What, who knew what when? Right. But um, remind me because my memory is awful. Have we seen in the manga Roger give Shanks the hat? Uh, no. Okay. No, we saw him pat his head, and then it, this was like right after the Odin flashback, like after they found a mm. laugh tail. It's on the ship, and we then saw him Shank- wearing Roger's new hat. Also, yes, we, the on new- top of the straw mm-hmm. hat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that when he was like eating a chocolate bar, crouched on a corpse? Yeah, yeah. on the rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. on the rock. <laughs> um, but what's it called? It was in Roger's, like I guess office i don't know what other word i would say to use that <laughs> and roger's like sick and coughing and shanks like he's like bawling uh-huh. his eyes out crying um uh-huh. and then he does like the same imagery of like the hand on the head but i don't think he gave yeah, him the hat yeah. in that scene at least off the top of my, off the top of my head. yeah, yeah we, just, we haven't like, seen a young shanks without the hat yeah yeah, yeah. i could see that scene behind shanks's eyes <laughs> yeah replaying oh, yeah. for him as he said okay this is the moment like i had that moment and now i get to give that moment mm. and just oh oh so good <laughs> yeah, but also like the realizing that like okay maybe i couldn't be the person that roger wanted me to be and i'd have to put hope in this kid that he can do it gave it up for he the next gave generation it up for the next generation oh I just, uh, I just remembered. I just remembered. So back on, back on Steampunkle, Steampunkle, <laughs> right? It, so I liked it that they were there because it's obviously cool. Because like eventually Buggy's clearly going to get a ton of uh, Okama 
and <laughs> people like that in the Revolutionary other Army prison under his weirdos. Belt. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna get a ton of them under his belt. Who's the Revolutionary But that's why Army I thought it was kind of. No, no, no. Oh. But I'm saying like uh, Evenkov's prison floor. He helped them escape, oh, yeah. and a lot of them joined his yeah, crew. Yeah, okay. And I thought I thought it was cool that they included them, obviously. But at the same time, I was like, but wouldn't it be more cool if you just included them later? Because, like, the steampunk guy didn't really fit with the circus vibe, in my opinion. And it made... I don't know. I don't know. I, I cool say, give still, me the gaze now. at the same now. time, I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was just like, you could have done it later, you could have done it now. I, I think there's, there's a thing when you're making a project like this, especially for Netflix, that uh it's like if we have an opportunity to put something in we're gonna put it in because mm-hmm. we don't know if yeah. we'll have a later mm-hmm. you're very true uh-huh. like every cartoon on netflix ever <laughs> still waiting on arcane <laughs> well, that oh, is that... coming that is that is coming that's supposedly yeah supposedly with how i mean there's no universe in which they don't continue that with how how hard it landed that prints money yeah, and I don't even like. I don't even like League. I'll never play League in my life. No. I will never touch that game. But oh my god, when Victor ran, I ran. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Any other spoiler anyway, Um, I have a list. Go for it. <laughs> some of them are big and some of them are little. Um, when uh, welcome to my TED talk. Welcome to my TED talk. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, uh, when Shanks is leaving and. Luffy asks, a few months? Are you going after the One Piece? I just, that, that warmed my heart because it reminded me of Carrot. It has to be how long it takes. But yeah, it reminded me of Carrot thinking like, oh, it'll be like a day to get it's Like, just not knowing how big. What could the... possibly take months to get? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And then uh, the bit about Luffy saying one man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, with how hard like later we see it later in the live action but like all of one piece people saying that certain races or classes or populations of people are trash uh-huh. um mm-hmm. i just i love right here yeah, at the a, beginning to, us being committed point, to yeah. luffy as a character is com- and the show as a whole is committed to caring about everybody everybody is somebody's treasure you mean uh, the kid who came from trash mountain indeed <laughs> Uh, gray terminal um talking about uh, buggy being on roger's ship like he knows what you say wh- about his nose oh no oh wow, I, the violation. No, no. I i deeply apologize i regret That's a my red decisions card. i will be excuse me red, red? red? Ah! <laughs> i'm sorry what <laughs> um uh, buggy <laughs> is aware of what it means <laughs> to be king of the pirates he he know he is aware that it what? is. I corrected myself. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll stop, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> like it's not about ruling things; it's about like being infamous, and particularly infamous to the world government. Um, which is part of why I'm thinking about like the my little performance art theory that is now my little pet theory. Um, they're like yeah, he's. It's cousin. about being known and loved. Yeah, and mm. well, and uh, loved and hated are really the same thing if you think about it. <laughs> um, just ask the internet. Just ask the internet. <laughs> Problematic fave. Here we go. 
Um, <laughs> Problematic fave. Tumblr sexy man. Buggy uh, the clown. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, here's here's the thing about recruiting. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I don't have anything new to say, but yeah, like Luffy affirms and amplifies people's hopes, and I think it's cool, like seeing a glimpse of how maybe Buggy gets this crew that like become more and more ravenously wild about him. Um, kind of breaking them down and placing himself as the single source of hope. Talking about the line of uh, keeping my star from shining too brightly, I I haven't dug into, like, I've heard some people talking about Shanks as Polaris, um, and, like, I've seen in the credits there's a Polaris island. I don't know what that's about, but it's like, okay, if Shanks what is, is Polaris... What does Shanks as Polaris mean? Polaris yeah. is the North Star. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so in this the, context, what does the that thing mean? that the that the that the sky rotates around on the uh, rotation from yeah. night to day, um, which is thematically fascinating. It's like, well, if Shanks is a star, what kind of star is Buggy? Besides, of course, <laughs> uh, the star of, of the stage, star clown, star mm-hmm. of our hearts. <laughs> that is star actually really cool. It was, um, I never heard that before. This um, Shanks Polaris thing, because obviously stars are. A celestial thing, mm-hmm. and that, I don't know. That is pretty interesting. Well, and the sun is a star. Well, hang on. Way I big... thought the star is a massive incandescent gas, <laughs> gigantic nuclear furnace. They corrected that mm. song. The sun is a miasma they did, they? of incandescent <laughs> plasma. Plasma. Yeah. I <laughs> Holy shit. One. You know, mia- miasma was a horrific word in the ancient times for pollution. Oh, right? horrific word. And hey. miasma is seen as like the dregs of the earth. They all secreted miasma out of them, pretty much. So Ooh. if Shanks is miasma, then what does that mean? Is he creating the next generation? Is he secreting his miasma? Ew! 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 Wow! Ew. You you do and you clean it up, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ew! Uh, I had a spoiler thought as we were talking. About the sea monster, um, and I, I think we've talked on the podcast or somewhere else about um, the possibility of Garp picking Windmill Village as a safe place to leave Luffy because of it. Um, but I remember as a deterrent to the leaving it. Yeah, but then I'm also remembering, um, like in the Fishman Island flashbacks, the Neptunians knew that Shirahoshi was going to be born. Um, and what she was going to be, uh, and yeah. it I don't know how it's relevant, but it feels relevant in my heart where Sniper Island is. Um, <laughs> so I know I'm hitting the mark. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> line that the whales know where the seas are fertile. Um, and there's a part of me that wonders if this sea monster came here of its own accord, knowing what Luffy was going to be. Hmm. And then the last two bullet points, one serious and one silly, um talking about uh when luffy's in the tank uh and gets freed by nami i love them setting up this imagery of floaty haired luffy (laughs) needing to be set free by his friends believing in him uh Mm. uh uh-huh uh-huh uh and then uh a little x mark of luffy talking about uh the bit about oh if a path's too easy you're probably on the wrong path i want to see that pay off with in the Alabasta Casino with the sign of like VIP <laughs> pirates <laughs> explains everything. He has his ideals, and and of of course, uh, finishing what 
we were talking of earlier was just I wanna I wanna see that buggy face. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. disappointment when, when he asks Luffy if he remembers him and his buggy remember balls. The ball. <laughs> yeah. Mm, nope. Remember when I when I oh. punched you really good? Remember that? And then I flipped you off, but you were unconscious, so of course you don't remember that. But you remember before you were unconscious? Remember what I said, Axan Moron? Oh, that was such a funny <laughs> one. The whole crowd was laughing. We've had some great times together, you and me. <laughs> I have a question that I saw some discussion, I think on our Discord even, uh, happening about what happens in this episode during the flashback. Uh, Shanks saving Luffy and pulling him back up onto the boat. Mm. Um, and I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it as well. Because the the point that was being made is uh, it's different from in the manga where it's clear that Shanks swam out to where Luffy was to rescue him. Because it all mm-hmm. occurs in the water with Shanks just sort of treading water afterwards. Um, which immediately tells the audience that whatever power he shows off is not a devil fruit because oh. he's clearly swimming. Yeah, um, but having having it happen on the boat, which I understand they did for practical reasons for the show, yeah, doesn't communicate that as immediately. Um, and some folks were saying that that could be a problem because it could lead people to believe that Shanks has a devil fruit when he does not. But mm-hmm. um, do you guys view that as a problem? Even I mean, well, I didn't even consider that. N- honestly. No, because the the people who it matters to the um, uh, the first timers are not going to be thinking about it that hard. Yeah, or if they are yeah. thinking about yeah. it, they well. get the delightful experience of like wondering and yeah. thinking like, yeah. "Ooh, I wonder if Shanks is a devil fruit. I wonder what that could be." Yeah, I, I can know. see yeah. both sides of it because uh in the manga's case, knowing that he has some sort of ability that isn't a devil fruit does kind of open your mind to being like, "Well, what what else is out there then? Like, yeah, what can exactly. he do? But yeah, uh, right. it's a fair it's a fair point. Yeah. It's being suspicious that he has a devil fruit. I think that works fine too. Yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that they could have done is bring in at the very, very like the first chapter of Shanks telling little Luffy like, "What's the point of a pirate that can't swim? Yeah, mm-hmm. like you don't you stay away from the devil fruits because we don't and like." him not at least for the most part not having devil fruit users right in his crew mm-hmm. um only so, anime they meets for these boys out. right <laughs> like you can you can imagine <laughs> in the live action that he did swim out to that boat because how else did he get to it right he doesn't have a second it, boat yeah mm-hmm. it did like i it seemed and i think even somebody asked me of I, I think it's a little less apparent in that instead of I think I think it would make people go wait how did he get there right mm-hmm. which doesn't have a satisfying answer other than <laughs> just swam there yeah, yeah. he swam real um, good but I, I think I think the concern is a case of the people who know overthinking what the people who don't know yes yeah no yeah <laughs> It's like that time in the podcast where I was really excited for you all to read Gold D. Roger, and none of you even clocked it as interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, really? I, like, Tyler, did I you do did... a little buggy face? Wait. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, I was so excited to get to the end of that episode and be like, his name was Gold D. Roger, and you were all like, yeah, that's 
I guess that's interesting. It's not like a huge reveal or anything like that. Wait, but where is that? Like, where, when, where and when is Drum that Kingdom. Kareha's the first yeah, person who yeah. says it. Oh. Huh. I feel like I would have that. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. I thought Kareha talked about the will of D. She says then... both. She does both. Oh my god. That's great. Oh, that is irrelevant then. I'm sorry. Because I thought it was Skypea. Dalton or someone mentions Gold Roger and she says, is that what they're calling him these days? Mm-hmm. Did oh we really not react god. to that very much? No. <laughs> that feels like a big deal to me. <laughs> it does now. It does now. Well, I mean, that early, that early, I think the D hadn't really... Yeah, we hadn't seen anyone else with a D yeah, in their name. we were still so. in the, how can that possibly important. be important? Phase. Yeah, our, our attention right. had been drawn to it by my, like, outrage at, right. like, how could this possibly be important? Dave, like, our attention had been drawn but... to so many things at that point. <laughs> there was yeah, even a at, even to at that point, I, I'm surprised if we didn't react <laughs> significantly to that. Yeah, go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> I think wow. it's 17. I mean, and I think that's that's... Yeah, that's a perfect example of right. Yeah, if you if you know if you're immersed it's a big in it, deal. Yeah, but if you're coming at it from the first time, you don't know yet that that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does he know? <laughs> it's all back to clowns. You gotta you gotta know that yeah, you all... know that you know that you know. Any other thoughts for this episode before we do some X marks? That I can uh, think I've of. Some, I have some X marks ready. Uh, the first one is the contents of the safe, which, in addition to the map, uh, is also a bounty poster for someone named Kuro, a certain pin or card with an insignia on it, uh, with a skull with some wings and a we, couple of swords. We know what that is from the first episode. Oh, do we already? Yeah, because they give one yeah. to Zoro. Oh yeah, technically, that's okay, true. It's the, it's the Baroque Works insignia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also a booklet that reads Absolute Justice, the strong arm of the world government. <laughs> Holy fuck, I missed that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was un- it was under the scroll. So I guess we know uh, who he fantasizes about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christ. Um, uh, Luffy asks if circuses usually have cotton candy. <laughs> um, and just the mention of the Goa Kingdom. I mean, I guess, I guess there's the X mark, since we're out of spoiler zone now, that there's an X mark that Shanks made that monster go away by just looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. That. This, uh, I don't, I don't know. I enjoy X marks that might be a bit of a stretch, uh, but, uh, in the title card of the Jolly Roger showing Buggy, the skull has hair. (laughs) A skull with hair? Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the guy wearing the uh, Yasop bandana uh, on Shank- on Shanks's crew uh, is a very good shot. <laughs> incredible uh, shot! Incredible shot! Um, and uh, Kavaji said that Zoro is like a demon. <laughs> That's the second time someone has said that about him in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, the one that I really wanted to put in was forcing people to laugh. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jason? Yeah. You got a star chart? I sure do. And uh, unlike previous iterations, uh, we're going to be going by the actors' birthdays to determine the star sign. Um, Because I like trivia. (laughs) Um, And uh, this week, none other than the the one-man show, uh, the one-clown show, Buggy, played by Jeff Ward with a birthday of... 
December 30th, 1986, making him a Capricorn. Ooh, hardworking, determined, goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Buggy, this is what the stars have to say about you this week. If you need to do any serious investigative work, today's the day for it. <laughs> your powers of concentration are stronger than normal, and you're more interested in what lies below the surface. If you suspect another person's actions or motives, this would be a good day to call them out. Mm. Make sure that you're both being honest. Gotta go deeper. Let's get you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Pain produces art, and art reveals truth. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show, and I hope that you join us again next week when we merrily go to the next island. <gasps> hey. Uh, uh, that's hey a good you. one. Until then... Jason, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Hey, uh, you can find me uh, at twitch.tv slash jcabs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. I stream when I got the time, but if you uh, hit the follow bell, uh, you can just you know, follow me. You, you just know whenever I go live. If you find that you need to really clean up your act as a pirate, <laughs> I must humbly direct you to my newly launched Etsy store called barqueensoap.etsy.com. That's bar, B-A-R, queen, as in Freddie Mercury, soap.etsy.com, uh, where you can buy uh, delicious, wait, don't eat them, uh, uh, fragrant, handcrafted soaps made by me and my hands. You will want to eat them, the soap, not Jason's hands. You mustn't eat them, both the soap and Jason's hands. Let, please let me keep what my if, hands. What if, the so- what if the soap was, like, touching your hands? Then, like, what, what do we think there? Definitely don't eat still. Definitely don't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Joel. Hey, folks. Uh, so I have gotten off my butt and uh, created an archive of our own account, an AO3 account. So you can find me at Alkeros, A-L-K-E-E-R-O-S. I only have one story up there, and it is smut. So please read at your own <laughs> risk. But it is there. Uh, these characters have existed in my head for, like, 20 years. And so I'm going to try to write stories that, like, actually introduce them to new readers. But it's, it's, it's magic and shit. It's fun. Check it out. Melissa. Not doing too much right now. Go watch Arcane on Netflix. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it, but it's good. What about that <laughs> Star Trek show. show? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you go to the official Star Trek YouTube page, uh, there's some shorts, some very short shorts that recently finished coming out, and I worked on those, um, and it was fun, and I got to touch an actual Star Trek thing in real life. Um, <laughs> Touch the stars. Uh, Dave. Scythe, P-S-Y-T-H-E, an archive of our own fanfiction, very rarely. Theo. I don't do much on the internet, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. We have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we just had auditions, so I don't know when I'm going to be performing, but (laughs) you can't keep me away. I'll I'll be around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and Kev, thank you for joining us again. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem at all. You know, it's great to talk with you guys about, you know, we'll say it's the greatest series of all time. The brain <laughs> rot in me is telling me I can't right now um, uh, because I, I, a, I love the series though. It's a much needed buggy rep. I have a friend who has not read or experienced any One Piece who has said that he's heard smart people say that it is the greatest story ever told. Yeah, so. That's a good <laughs> sign. That's a good sign. Um, if you want to find me, I'm currently rarely talking about One Piece because my brain is uh, completely rotted to my, <laughs> I don't even know how old, 12-year-old self, and now I just talk about Adventure <laughs> Time every day. Um, That's good. Much worse ways to spend your time. Yeah. 
Of course, of course. Your adventure time. I thought I could say click the link below, but I don't think you can for every <laughs> well, everything. Because I know you can yeah. at the people. Yeah. But anyway, Kev D O G on YouTube. Yeah, wow. You can follow this show on Twitter at Meal Peace. The feed is no longer updating, but there is a pinned invitation to join our alluded to fan Discord, where you can come and talk about the manga, the anime, or the live action, whichever one you prefer. Uh, and if you'd like to have your email read on the show, you can send it to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and I would also appreciate it if you could rate and review us on your podcast service of choice and make it a five-star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can find us. Uh, and Kev, we have a new outro for these Netflix episodes. Would, oh, you, yeah. would you mind doing it for us? This has been piecemeal, and we're just chilling. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that before. <laughs> yeah, leave this in. The Netflix and chill thing was kind of crazy. That was kind of crazy. I was just like, right at the start, I was like, right oh at my the start. god. Uh, this has been piecemeal, and we're just chilling, and I want to chill with Buggy. <laughs> Get in line, sister. <laughs>